happy Wednesday. It's the middle of the week, some call it hump day. Normally, I would say we celebrate women and you'd only hear songs by women today. But today is a little different. It is Rose Solo's birthday. So we are celebrating her today. Gotta give a little, express a little gratitude. Let me say that way. Not a little, a lot of gratitude. Gotta start the day off right. We are grateful and thankful for life. Some of y'all wouldn't pray if you didn't go through something. And when you go through something, that's where you'll meet Jesus. Can I get a witness in here? Each day is a gift. It is not promised to us. It's not owed to us. So we ought to be thankful. Got a lot of stories coming up for you later on. And there she is. Some of y'all have been in some bad relationships and some of you had your heart broken and you've been lied to. I want to let you know that there is a lover named Jesus and he will supply your every need. Family. When I cannot see to uh-huh. love again. Yes, sir. And the raindrops fall. Uh-huh. Ever but if you just hold on. If you just hold on. These clouds. Those clouds will soon be gone. Yes, sir. There's a blessing in the storm. Come on, somebody. Help me sing Gotta say good morning to my folks in Ghana that are listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Gotta say thank you to my friends in Nigeria. Thank you for tuning in. It's 10 after the top of the hour. Coming up, we're going to have the headlines. Got to let you know what we'll be talking about today. Jesus went to Calvary. Yeah. To save a wretch like you and me. Ooh, I just want to tell you. Lord, I love 
Gotta squeeze in one more. There's a quarter after the top of the hour. Time for us to go ahead and get started. Gotta say happy birthday to Rosolo. It is your day. We thank God for you. This one play out, sorry.
continue to rise fearlessly and fiercely Rosolo like the phoenix that you are all right we yes we will it's time for us to go ahead and get started I want to say good morning to all our listeners around the world. Everyone logged on and listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Wednesday, May 17. Just call it Rose Solo Day. Hashtag WCW. Normally, we would celebrate only women today through music, but today we are having a birthday party in between the news. So we're going to be hearing a variety of artists today. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee Into World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media and the me in everything is M I. And here is what we have coming up for you in the Caribbean corner. Caricom is urged to bolster relations that with like-minded countries barbadian nurse shot in tacoma needs public's assistance critically dominica betting on record-breaking attraction to lure more visitors grenada introduces e-testing for the caribbean primary exit exam turks and caicos reshapes tourism marketing with new entity U.S. citizens urged to reconsider traveling to Jamaica. Man gunned down in car sale gone wrong. Government to ditch proof of life regime for seniors. Parliamentarians in Jamaica get a whopping pay increase. Wish I was a politician in Jamaica right about now. I wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be talking to all of you earthlings. Not at all. Uh, Tiwa Savage and Bob Marley. We're going to talk about that one. Coming up in Latin America, U.S. returns 2,400 people to Mexico since end of Title 42. Mausoleum of football legend Pele opens to public in Brazil. On the international scene, a Nigerian musician, Seon Kuti, arrested for police assault, four killed after U.S. convoy attacked in Nigeria. And the U.S. is asking India to check continued targeted attacks on minorities. In news out of North America, <laughs> oh Lord help us, a 12-year-old has been charged with murder in killing of a sonic driving employee. Maryland gun control law is latest to answer Supreme Court ruling. And DeSantis stays in the news. He is to send Florida National Guard soldiers to Texas for border security. Did, was he asked for help? DeSantis, you, you have issues here in Florida you need to fix. TSA is testing facial recognition at more airports, which is raising privacy concerns. Hmm. In business and tech news, your iPhone will soon be able to replicate your voice after 15 minutes of training. Look at that. Don't need three weeks. Hertz. <laughs> Listen, 
It's getting out of hand here in Florida. But anyway, Hertz apologizes after refusing rental to a Puerto Rican. Let me tell you something. CRT is critical in schools. History, the true history is critical in school. It's critical, sorry, in schools. We are doomed here in Florida. That's all I'm going to say. And I have been saying that a lot lately. Uh, the WHO is warning against the use of artificial sweetness for weight loss in our health and sand segment. And believe it or not, news, Missouri teacher no longer employed by school district after using the n-word in class and in the brew our entertainment news segment barack and michelle obama open up about early marital challenges and now let's get into some music for Rosolo. gonna start off with a little reggae music she loves barry Hammond, so you know you can't go wrong with him Look 
Gotta see how many Barry's Hammond songs I can squeeze in before the bottom of the hour. can get one more in here is sweetness 
Happy birthday again, Rosolo. This is your day. Enjoy. Hope they tell you you've got heaven in your eyes Saying you're a blessing wouldn't be a lie And if I didn't call you sweetness And if I didn't call you niceness And how about sugar dumpling Then I guess they didn't tell you nothing, no And if I didn't call you sweetness And if I didn't call you niceness And how about sugar dumpling I guess they didn't call you nothing, no, 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 no. Brothers keep forgetting they leave their women at home. With lust in their hearts, they keep looking on and on and on and on. Guess you get something every woman's craving for. I myself wish I had you behind my door. I just don't want to call you sweetness. I just want to call you niceness And how about sugar dumpling Then I guess I just don't call you nothing, no I just want to call you sweetness I just want to call you niceness How about sugar dumpling Then I guess I just don't call you nothing, no No, no it is the bottom of the hour. We could keep rocking out to Barris all day, but we got to go handle our business. Thank you so much to everyone listening online, the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. And of course, thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse. After all, this is where the conversation happens. Without you, it would not be possible. All right, thank you, Barris. Let's go ahead and get started. And as always, we kick it off in the Caribbean corner. And in our first story for today, CARICOM urged to bolster relations with like-minded countries. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Dr. Carla Barnett the regional foreign, um, urged the regional foreign ministers to utilize the opportunity provided by this meeting for meaningful and results-oriented dialogue on strategies to strengthen coordination of foreign relations for the well-being of the peoples of CARICOM. Barnett told the meeting that the meeting affords an opportunity for reflection and celebration of the foreign policy coordination milestones that have supported the longevity and successes of the community, as well as to acknowledge and refocus on those things we know we can do better. She also said that the meeting is taking place against the backdrop of an international order burdened by several overlapping and mutually reinforcing global crises. Johnson Smith said that these include negative economic and social impact uh, of the COVID-19 pandemic, divisive and challenging geopolitical issues which undermine multilateralism 
and the unjust impact of climate change on small islands and low-lying coastal developing states that have not contributed to climate change. It is our responsibility to do the best we can to build resilience to the impact of climate change. At the same time, we must continue to advocate to ensure that those that caused and continue to cause climate change do much more to moderate their impact and meaningfully support the resilience and recovery of those countries like ours, which bear the greatest burden of climate change. In our next story, we head on over to Barbados, courtesy of Barbados.loopnews.com. A Barbadian travel nurse who resides in the United States is now fighting for his life after being shot in what is being described as a senseless act of violence. Bradley Innes, a 37-year-old psychiatric nurse, The GoFundMe page, Bradley's Journey to Recovery, was created six days ago to help raise funds for Bradley and his family in this trying, tragic time. Faith, who created the page, explained the circumstances. Bradley is a travel nurse from Barbados here on assignment in Tacoma, Washington State. Last night, as we enjoyed the Lakers game and dominoes, a young man came into where we were playing and said someone took his parking spot. As we got up to figure out who had to move their car, the young man fired a shot at Bradley unprovoked and hit him in the stomach. The bullet did significant damage to his abdomen and has more surgeries to come. His family is from Barbados and the funds are to cushion the blow for them to be present in this time of need. Bradley is a success story. To know him is to love him. As soon as he enters the room, he is a shape shifter. He is a LSU graduate, proud Omega Psi Phi fraternity brother, a brother to me, and a great friend to many at our place of employment. Last year on his 37th birthday, Bradley was pleased of where he was at in his life and the plans he had ahead of him. At home, Bradley attended Queens College and was always the life of the party, the extrovert, the one to light up any and every room with his smile, big laugh, singing, or even dancing. The target was U.S. $10,000, and it has been surpassed already, standing at 10610 However, it has not been closed off. If anyone would like to contribute, the GoFundMe page is www.gofundme.com. Uh, F, I'm sorry, gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash Bradley's dash family dash expenses. And we hope he will have a quick recovery. Dominica is betting on record-breaking attraction to lure more visitors. Story courtesy of Caribbean.newnews.com. Well, the Nature Isle will soon boast the longest cable car in the world to provide access to the boiling lake the second largest in the world. Speaking at the recently held Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Travel Marketplace in Barbados, Tourism Minister Denise Charles announced the $54 million project. The 4.1-mile ride will take passengers from Rousseau Valley to the top of the boiling lake in just 20 minutes, making it more accessible for cruise visitors and travelers who cannot hike the rugged trail to its peak. It currently takes six hours to hike the boiling lake. The attraction is expected to be completed in 2024. And, you know, not to say much, but they are thrilled that Dominica will be home to the world's largest cable car. Hmm. 
I don't know. Are we going to be going over the boiling lake? Uh. Nope. <laughs> okay. I was just wondering. Good morning. <laughs> I was just wondering, are we going to be going? You know my mind. Where's Afo? I'm doing an Afo this morning. I'm doing an Afo this morning. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Yeah. I will watch from afar. I will watch from afar. Yeah. yeah Happy yeah, birthday, yeah. Rosolo. <laughs> Thank you, Mo- um, Jevet. Thank you, Moments. I finally can talk. I was crying too much. I couldn't talk before. Sorry. What you crying for? Girl. I don't know. I'm just having a great day. It's 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 not it's not sad tears. It's blessed tears. It's happy tears. Just happy yeah. tears. Tears. Happy tears. I just think. Listen. I just keep reading messages and texts, and I came in and you and, oh uh, yes, I'm blessed. I'm I'm, I'm happy. Thank you, everyone. Blessed, never stressed. Now <laughs> I'm laying in bed. <laughs> I'm off from work. They're calling me. They're calling me. Too bad. I'm having a great day. <laughs> Yes, ignore those calls. She, she better learn how to put that thing on DND. I, I warned them. I warned them. I said, if, I know you, you're not used to this, but tomorrow I will. Um, you cannot communicate with me. I'm not available. The phone has rang like 10 times. My boss's boss has called, whoever that is. I don't know the new person. I don't really care. Um, everyone's <laughs> calling. It's my birthday. <laughs> I... I don't care. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the moment. I can finally sit and listen to the show and comment and relax and not have people in my ear or walking in a building. I just feel good today. Yes. Good. Thank you, everyone, for the birthday. Can, can I give you a suggestion? What? Block them. Drink rum? Delete Block them. Delete them. <laughs> Block them. I beg you. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm unavailable. That, that part. <laughs> Me know them. What, what did he say? How the words go? I don't them me know they see or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Block them. Yes. Yeah. Block them. Delete them. Tell them bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Not today. Try Jesus, not me. Yeah. So, um. All right. Good for Dominico. So again, you know, I'm always learning something, and I'm not ashamed to say I'm always learning. I did not know that Dominica had a boiling lake and. It is the second largest boiling lake in the world. So good for you, Dominico. Yay, happy for you. All right, Grenada, next stop. We're touring the Caribbean. Uh, Grenada introduces e-testing for the Caribbean primary exit assessment, story courtesy of Caribbean.loop News. 40 students from Grenada had the opportunity to complete their Caribbean primary exit assessment online. The students who wrote the exam on May 4 and 5th were from the Mount Pleasant government and is it Caricow? Did I say it right? Mount Moritz Anglican and Mount Rose SDA Primary. ICT officer in the Ministry of Education said while the e-testing for CPEA is new, the students were able to easily manipulate the system. All right, so that's good. They're making strides. I hope that no one will try to manipulate it in a bad way, right? Yeah. So uh, Grenada is the fourth territory in the region after Anguilla. I remembered Virginia, Suriname and Saba, or is it Saba, to administer CPEA online, island-wide. You know, that's really bad. And I'm going to call, I'm going to cry shame on myself. You know, I ain't got no problem doing that. I'm going to call myself out. 
how can I be from the Caribbean and not know how to pronounce the name of the of every single island in the Caribbean properly? That's a damn shame. I need to do better. Don't laugh at me, Adesoji. Don't laugh. I beg Don't laugh. <laughs> but I'm going to get it one day. You know, when you get to that age, um, before I say that, let me say this. Two groups of people that can get away with anything. Babies and the elderly. Consider me the elderly. <laughs> where you get to that point where you don't care anymore. You don't give a damn. You say what you say. It is what it is. Yeah. All right. So um, I need to do better. I'm going to do better. I promise. I am going to work on it. So island-wide, there were 1,877 students from 70 primary schools doing the Caribbean primary exit assessment in 2023. Uh, the exam entailed multiple choice papers in four areas, mathematics, language, arts, science, and social studies. Each paper had a duration of 75 minutes. Turks and Caicos, where are you? Here they are. They are reshaping tourism and marketing with new entity. So Caribbean.loop News is reporting that Turks and Caicos is reshaping the way it markets the destination. Last month, the Ministry of Tourism officially launched Destination Marketing and Management Organization Experience Turks and Caicos. Experience Turks and Caicos is the new entity that replaces TCI Tourist Board, which will cease operations on June 30. Speaking at the Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association's Travel Marketplace in Barbados, Minister of Tourism Josephine Connolly said the new entity will function as a non-profit organization and marketing and management of the destination will now be a public private partnership all right so good for you turks and caicos good for you and now oh here we have one more before we head on over to jamaica well we're heading there anyway so talk about it u.s citizens are urged to reconsider traveling to jamaica travel advisory <laughs> courtesy of caribbean.loopnews.com why, why y'all won't leave us alone the United States is urging citizens to reconsider traveling to Jamaica due to the crime situation and also prohibited government personnel from traveling to many areas due to increased risk. In a travel advisory, the U.S. State Department has given the island the sixth most popular Caribbean cruise destination with roughly 1.66 million visitors annually, a level three warning of the four-tier system with only level four, do not travel, considered a more urgent warning. The travel advisory of level three, reconsidered travel, was first advised for Jamaica in early 2022. But while this new update maintains that advisory, it expands on the discussion of types of crime and specific regions of the country where more crimes are recorded, to give travelers the most detailed information to make their travel decisions. According to the U.S. State Department, violent crimes such as home invasions, armed robberies, sexual assaults, and homicides are common. It said sexual assaults occur frequently, including at all-inclusive resorts. Local police often do not respond effectively to serious criminal incidents. When arrests are made, cases are infrequently prosecuted to a conclusive sentence. Families of U.S. citizens killed in accidents or homicides frequently wait a year or more for final death certificates to be issued 
by Jamaican authorities. It said emergency services and hospital care vary throughout the island and response times and quality of care may vary from U.S. standards. The homicide rate reported by the government of Jamaica has for several years been among the highest in the Western Hemisphere. And that's what the advisory said, adding that the U.S. government personnel are prohibited from traveling to the several areas, from using public buses, and from driving outside the prescribed areas of Kingston at night. Jamaica has recorded 409 murders so far this year, as compared with 489 for the comparison period last year. There have been 336 shootings so far this year, as against 389 last year. Listen, Mega said this. Just like anywhere in the world, you got to be careful. Every country has its issues. Um... Did the U.S. put the U.S. on the travel advisory list? That was my question. <laughs> All the mass shootings. Are we on somebody's list? Exactly. Get the hell out of here with that mess. Um, Four hundred something. Said so that again, Adesoji. Four hundred what? Or is it me? Is it me or is it Adesoji? Probably me. Are you able to hear me, folks? When the yes, I hear you. Okay, okay. Adesoji, we didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I said 490 in comparison to the amount of uh, mass shootings in the United States. <laughs> that, that sounds like a picnic. <laughs> Listen. They're acting as though the U.S. is some perfect country. Go right ahead. My apologies, Sean. No, no, I was getting ready to say. I, I feel I would feel more comfortable sitting on the island of Jamaica than 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 here in the U.S. So <laughs> I digress. <sighs> Listen, I, 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 Javad, I don't know. Um, I really don't know who who has put us on a travel advisory list because we need to be put on a list. And the entire country, because the truth is you don't know when things are going to strike. Exactly. I sit outside every day for lunch, outside a mall. And I'm starting to kind of rethink that. You know, I really am. You know, as you said that, I remember when we were talking about the um, incident that happened in Texas, and I remember Latoya was in the room, and she had put in the chat that she was she saw the movements, and it affected her. It affected her. Come on, man, St fix the U.S. and then come talk to me about Jamaica. But at the same time, government, what do you plan to do? Because you know something, I have a bone to pick with the government of Jamaica, Mr. Prime Minister, which is coming up. And I hope that um, as you are aware of the travel advisory and they are highlighting that this is something that has been a part, has been following Jamaica so far. I hope you are prepared to deliver because when I shell out with taxpayers money, I'm paying off another nothing. Because the only minister working right now, in my opinion, and I don't care, I mean, not take back my talk, is um, Edmund Bartlett. Everybody else, I don't know what the heck you all doing, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Let me, in a minute, let me get to this story first. 
me get to this story first. <sighs> a man gunned down in car sale gone wrong. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio, JM. And I know there's a lot of feedback. I don't know what Clubhouse is doing with me. Not today, Satan. Not today. The St. James police are probing the murder of a man who was reportedly shot and killed after he went to sell a motor vehicle in the parish yesterday. Reports are that 42-year-old Robert Harvey, a Jutator operator of Bogue Hill St. James, made arrangements to meet with a man who was interested in buying a car from him. It's understood Mr. Harvey went to a section of the parish known as Gordon Crossing to meet the intended purchaser of the vehicle. Shortly after arriving at the agreed destination, Mr. Harvey was ambushed by two men who shot him multiple times all over his body. He was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. No motive has yet been established for the killing. Our next story, also courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM, government to ditch proof-of-life regime for seniors. Minister Without Portfolio in the office of the Prime Minister, Floyd Green, says the government will soon abandon the so-called proof-of-life regime for senior citizens. The minister made the announcement on Tuesday during his contribution to the sectoral debate. Now, the most vulnerable among us, they have to go to get a JP to say that they are alive. And why that happens, Madam Speaker, is because there is no link between our records. So if somebody passes away, there is no automatic process for you to know. This government will get rid of the life certificate regime. The minister says the solution to the problem is an interlinked civil registry. So, Madam Speaker, we are procuring a new civil registry solution to link all our records and we're going to be introducing our national identification system. Madam Speaker, last year we spoke about thinking digital, but oftentimes we forget that the reason why we're embarking on a digital journey is to make life easier for our citizens. It is truly to create a better life for all, Madam Speaker. So this year, we are focused on implementing national identification as a service for public good. Well, let me tell you something. Right now, me no business about none of that. This is what I really care about. Today, parliamentarians get a whopping pay increase. My vex. O'Neill. <laughs> O'Neill say in the chat, vex, vex, vex with the state of affairs in Jamaica. Yes. Let me play. <laughs> I cannot be as um comical <laughs> as this gentleman on tiktok love him uh let me see if i can find the video I, I i tagged it folks don't worry i'm learning hold on hold on i tagged it i tagged it um miss pearly grandson here he is a police soldier firefighter sitting pretty salaries posted at are above eight million hold on no i gotta start it over teacher nurse doctor police soldier firefighter sitting pretty salaries posted at are above eight million dollars per year call it andrew call it We have news fresh out of Parliament. Nigel Will Smith Clark just drop a bomb. 
Prime Minister raised from 9 million to 25 million. Deputy Prime Minister from 8 million to 22 and a half million. Minister of Finance from 7 million to 21 and a half million. Minister of State from 6 million to 16 million. Speaker from 6 million to 20 million. Parliamentary Secretary from 5 million to 15 million. Leader of Opposition from 8 million to 22 and a half million. Member of Parliament from 4 million to 12 million. Deputy Speaker from 5 million to 15 million. Cabinet Minister from 6 and a half million to 20 million. So hold on. Public sector workers did have a fight like a nanny Paul Bogle and Marcus Gavi put together for a raise. And even after them get it, the raise was not raising. One little pittance or a drop in the bucket, enough of them can still need a vunarva. But you were very strategic because you make sure see a small faction are being remunerated at or above $8 million so that you can use this to bedazzle your presentation. The lower limit of somewhere between 3 and $4 million would not be as shimmery would it? Monster was a So Prime Minister Andrew Houseness, wrong picture Mr. Editor. Yes, that one because he's actually building houses for the poor. He will be working over $28 million by 2024. Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of National Security, Mr. Editor, wrong picture again. Become a pretty sure say my kin him teeth like a kinifuro when him hear how much him go work. Yes, that one. He will be working over 25 million by next year. So between Prime Minister and him Deputy Finance Minister, Member of State, Member of Parliament, Speaker and Secretary, if you attempt to calculate this at Rati, they are bound for overheat. Then there's also a pertinent question to be answered because before Prime Minister Patterson exited office, him did set the thing away. So all of the Prime Minister them since Mr. Patterson were still a get them Prime Minister salary. Are they getting the salary that they got when they served or are they getting the new salary? This is important for calculation purposes. And of course, not to be ignored or overlooked is the leader of the opposition who is sitting pretty at over 25 million. No wonder the PNP throw down like the jackass with the Dakar BLM. Because take his spin around look funny. If you as the leader of the opposition feel salary rival that of the prime minister, what reason would you have to lead any valiant effort if you try to take on this blouse skirt, mammoth monumental stress by your head? Talk it to God love. You wouldn't just rally back with the money and go on easy and watch my man the over this grip like a silver fox. So this is the subtotal of the matter. Minimum wage could not be no minimum. Meanwhile, inflation has a simia. Pension a ball. Road one fix. Crime stand up like a stiff breast. Poverty persist. Minister Nigel Will Smith Clark walk right out past stage and box the whole away in our face. Share the cake at top. Drop the crumbs of bottom and watch as the high police stampede and trample each other to your humor. At this point, atrocity is a gross understatement. Teach. As a taxpayer in Jamaica, me vex, I'm a vex bad. I had to come to your room this morning. <laughs> you knew it was going to be there, right? <laughs> Morning, on you. <laughs> You know what? Uh, if I'm allowed to speak, I am flabbergasted. I was. Uh, I don't know if disappointment is a word. Um, when I read the news yesterday, I was pained. Um, 
honestly speaking, and, and guys, I'm talking and there's tears in my eyes because, um, and I just saw the clip where Julian Robinson first agreed with the salary and apparently they realized them blunder and decide to oppose after. Um, unless Mark Golden is going to publicly give away his salary to the Jamaican people, as he's already super wealthy, mm-hmm. one baby. For those who don't know, Mark mm-hmm. Golden, he was born into money. And if he never worked a day in his life, he would still be wealthier than 80% or 90% of Jamaicans. Um, I'm not taking anything away from him because I guess that's his inheritance. But one of the things, and I'm, you know, I'm not even going to talk PMP and JP politics, but I'll just say this. It makes Michael Manley looks like a saint. Because somebody who was born into the uptown, into the nobility, into the class structure of Jamaica, who decided that he was going to spend his years fighting for the masses to have a better life, education, the bastard that they again, minimum wage, all of these things from the 1970s. I wouldn't know how that period, depending on how you look at it, is seen from different angles is seen um, differently. However, I just, it's, it's just, I can't believe that less than two months ago, teachers, firemen, policemen, everybody was striking, trying to get a better or a livable wage in Jamaica. And I heard the Minister of <laughs> Finance, who should be ashamed of himself, said that there was no money. Ah, it's preach on it. That it was impossible, that the economy would have been broken, that Jamaica would have been devastated had they given the teachers. And I, I, I'm passionate about teachers because I have a grandmother that is an early childhood educator. My mother was an early childhood educator. I have three sisters who are teachers. I have aunts and uncles who are teachers. <clears throat> so it, it gets very personal for me. It's very personal for me. And I just I just can't believe and my 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 words as I exit right now is when is the revolution? Hmm. When is because I am ready to go back to Jamaica and I don't care who wants to wear heat or whatever, but I'm ready to march on Jamaica House. I'm ready. Because guess what? I don't have any faith in Mark Golding as much as I have none in Andrew Olness. And if I'll be very honest, there's only one person I see in Jamaica right now that I think have the right mindset. Again, I don't care about PMP or GLP. She happened to be a PMP. <laughs> Lisa Hannah, please say it. And I am ready to march on Garden House and Jamaica House. Because if we don't take it into our hands, like, listen, 
the youth them that's firing gun, and I don't support crime in no way, shape, or, or form. I'm not making any excuses for criminality. But trust me, I was once 19. I was once 18. I was once 17. And while I was never a criminal, I grew up in a community where I knew criminal elements and I had conversations with them. The mindset of somebody that has no hope and their brain cannot aspire beyond the next meal, and they do not see themselves living. As a matter of fact, they don't want to live for the next five years because poverty is all they see, homelessness is all they see. And when you, take, when you put somebody in a stage where they're homeless, you, you take away their soul, you take away their integrity, you take away their confidence. There's no reason for them to even want to live. And I'm just going to end by saying, Andrew Onas can take him container house. Him can take <laughs> all of them stupid crap that he's daz- dazzling. Because when somebody is, when somebody lives in squalor and sewage around out of them road, you should take them and put them in a hot container and them feel like it's an improvement. We do not want that for our people. And but just learn by saying, when is the revolution? When are we going to take to the streets and when are we going to create a new chapter in Jamaica? Because I'm ready. I'm right there with you, um, O'Neill, because let me tell you something. Me can tell you what me what we pay in our taxes at Jamaica in not pretty. And if you even see the road that runs in front of our house and that are from me a pitney, from I've been a child. The only time them throw like a marl in a it and like a stone is when it's election time. You see them come round. It wasn't until about two years ago that they repaved the, the road coming into the community. But yet everybody pay them tax. Them quick for send people out for assess your property and for see if it is being appraised right for make sure you pay the right amount of taxes. Every penny that you have come in, them are audited for make sure you pay the right amount of taxes. I said this before. I don't have a problem with them spending the money on teachers. My mother it was a teacher for over 40 years, almost 50 years she taught. I don't have a problem with them spending the money on the healthcare system. I don't have a problem with them spending the money on the public sector workers who me can't tell you this. I remember when we had our businesses open in the town I'm from. When the, the people them who are teacher, nurse, post office, tax office workers, when them want a fridge or a stove, then take out payment plan with my father. And him deliver them appliance and them take time pay him little, little. They could not pay it all at once. When them did want bed or living room furniture, it was the same thing. And you want to make it, you want to hear how bad it was for them? Just for take out one radio. Radio. We're not a component set. Radio. 
back then some of them had to go on a payment plan. Make that make sense. Make that make sense. People you need in your country to keep the wheels turning. And I will say nothing has changed. It's 2023. Nothing has changed. But yet, we find the money. We find it. For the uh, cabinet minister, payment at $52 above the, the level of the permanent secretary will result in a salary as at April 1st, 2022 of $17.866 with respect to April... Hold on, did he say 2022? Retractive. Plus a skirt. Hold on there. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. part did miss me, O'Neill. Uh, no, so that's the point. The point is, in addition to the fact that they're about to get an increase going forward, the government is now going to remember retractive is like a windfall you know, of money. Where does this country that you say is broke afford these payments? I just looking at the Glean a while ago and see where the president and I know I salute the president of the Teachers Association did not sign the agreement. And now I understand why. She never signed it. And a lot of people were making it look political, making her look political, because she did not agree with the wage offer. She never signed it, even though the teachers said they accepted it. Michelle, this is not even, for me, for me personally, I feel like my last words. It's okay, O'Neill. Me feel it. Me feel it. Trust me. Me feel it. Me feel it. I really feel it. And then you want to tell me that nobody in the sitting administration could stand up and say, Mr. Prime Minister or Mr. Finan Minister of Finance, Dr. Clark, stop. Let us be cognizant of what is going on right now. Let us think about the, economical, the economic situation of our, our people struggling. We have people who have not sent their children back to school since the pandemic and they not have the money to do it. Then can't find the money for buy a uniform and school or tell the picnic them so then can't come to school in a civilian clothing. Them have to wear the school uniform. Talk to me. Why not take the money and pay for picnic for girls' school? No, no, get me really cross. I'm sorry for those of you who are not familiar with hearing me speak like this. This is Michelle. Honestly speaking, if after Nigel Clark spoke, parliamentarians had gotten up and says, I am willing to donate all my increase. All right, say the one year, obviously, you're working. I'm willing to, dis to donate the portion of my salary, that's the increase, to a fund to help the poor or whatever fund we're going to set up. It would have been, so, so send them this stage, send them this smart. So then they decide so they going to increase the salary and then they're going to trick the people eh, by 
making the politicians them get up and say, we will now donate a portion of our salary to the poorer class of people of Jamaica. You know, just for a PR story, if you have a very good PR You're mad. Story. Which world that I got happen now? I'm just saying, you know, if you want to win the next election, you want to look like you're pretty, you're doing a PR stunt. Do it that way. But these people, obviously, Jamaica is not broke. It is a lie from the pit of the hell that Jamaica is broke. Jamaica is not broke. The problem in Jamaica is that the money in Jamaica circulates in 1% of the country, and there are a few token house slaves. Yes, I've called all the politicians house slaves that guards the gate of making sure the wealth stay with the 1%, and then they take their fair share, which is what they did yesterday. I yield again. April 1st, 2023, 20.2 million. And with respect to April 1st, 2024, 22.87 million. Madam Speaker, for the Minister of Finance, with respect April 1st, 2022, and I think you'd want me to read them all out, Madam Speaker. April 1st, 2022, 19.2 million. For April 1st, 2023, 21.7 million. For April 1st, 2024, 24.6 million. I'm rounding up to the nearest 100,000. Dr. Clark says several allowances will also be discontinued in line with the public sector compensation review. He says the improved salary scale will allow the government to attract the best talent at the highest level of the administration. As a country, if we're to achieve our development objectives after years of macroeconomic stability, the path ahead will require that we attract new blood into the leadership levels of the public sector and to infuse new ways of thinking, new ideas for the organization's own growth and development. And we need to be able to attract persons, Madam Speaker, from within the public service to aspire for leadership as well. For internal persons, again, outside of their own ambitions, they need to see that stepping up is worthwhile. And for external prospects, we need to they need to see that making a transition, Madam Speaker, will not result in them living in, in circumstances that they would find difficult to make ends meet. H hold on. Which one of them you... in Parliament having difficulty making ends meet? Them, pay, them living in a rental. So I'm telling us something. Let me give you the 411 for Jamaica and, and politics, right? A part of it. When them become member of parliament, then take them out of the house where they live in and put them in a rent house. Them turn round and rent out for them house. So them make about them make money off a of for them house. While taxpayers are pay rent for them for living in another house. Make that make blows and skirt sense. If the hold on a second, if them reside <laughs> in the country part. Then get a condo in town. Me, me, me can't tell you that point blank. Fifth of acts. So if I am going to be a representative of the parish of St. John, whatever my constituency is, and I, uh, I win the elections and now I become a member of parliament, I will be able to keep my house. Of course, I'm going to continue to have my house. But I'm going to get a condominium in the city of Kingston that I am not living in. I'm only there 
when I have to go into Kingston to go into Parliament. Right? Me get driver, me get car, me get helper, me get this, me, me, me well set. As a matter of fact, you know something, I think I want to go into politics in Jamaica. Me tired for stress out. Why should I be stressed and me can't live a life at ease? Them now suffer. Them not suffering. When for them picnic sick, then fly them out by air ambulance. Them not suffering. So they can't tell me about for make ends meet, Dr. Clark. You want somebody to take you and get your two box cross your face because that's an insult to the people of Jamaica. Or you have doctor in front of you, but you're a damn fool. Careful how you what you say. And everybody's not an idiot. And you don't have to be scholarly. You don't have to have uh, a PhD. You don't have to be at the highest level to understand. Go on, talk, yeah, man. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Um, there was somebody supposed to be getting in hundred and. Uh, about 25 million Jamaican dollars, right? Mm -hmm. In a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, in UK terms, that works out at a hundred and, let's say, 130,000. I looked up the GDP for Jamaica. It's 14.6 billion a year. The UK Prime Minister gets 159, 160,000. <laughs> so, he's... And... Uh, the GDP for UK is $3.1 trillion. Hmm. So I think our own Prime Minister is being shortchanged here. <laughs> because if, <laughs> if you're making that amount of money, and I'm being flippant now, mm -hmm. and you're giving yourself money, and he says in his speech that uh, they wish to attract more talents, Oh, he means more resourceful crooks <laughs> that can come and tell them how to go about it because he said in his words, new blood to infuse in the Jamaican setup. Mm -hmm. So I if you guys are not being pinched enough. He needs people with more nice plans of how to scheme away money from the top. <sighs> so... <laughs> <laughs> just like Neil said you guys need a revolution <laughs> ah, and, it be televised. and it should be televised at a soji we have a saying in Jamaica the higher a monkey climbs the more he exposes himself so true but Andrew Holness Dr. Clark and all the other sitting parliamentarians on both sides of the fence, because everybody going to be sitting pretty, I have this to say. Today for you, tomorrow for me. <sighs> How will we do better as a country? Everybody are chop, 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 chop a lifestyle. I eat around the place. If you know the chopo, what you they do? So how you go and lock up a man for a chop the line when you sit down in your suit and tie a chop the line too? Because do as I say, what not as I do. So, 
But uh, hold on, that O'Neill. I just saw you. So, you know, Sister Jamaica should be a first world country then. If, exactly. our, if, if the salary we are going to be paying our leader is comparable exactly. almost to that of the leader of the UK. Exactly. You know. It was... <laughs> just, just missing the odd. Um, let me see. Just missing the odd 30,000. And you'd be okay. Exactly. So, is there something about Jamaica, O'Neill, that I don't know? What am I missing? We have some money doling in somewhere. Where is it? And somebody's playing with the numbers then. Because, uh, hold on. Donnell, you remember. Well, Donnell, not here. But you remember, folks, um, a couple months ago, we spoke about the audit that was not done for how many years? So I guess they did an audit and found all this money. In the couch. <laughs> yes. You know, and you lift up your, your cushions and you see coins. I don't see dollar bills in my cushions. I see pure pennies. But can you imagine? <laughs> you, <laughs> have than, <laughs> you have more than me in your cushions. But the numbers, so I haven't reached work yet. So my brain... It's still, you know, it's not there yet. But a lot of those increases was more than 100%. Was my math right? Yes, you are right. And then I heard someone say to, like, forfeit. They can forfeit at least half of it and still be good. Because it was more than 100%. I was like, wait a minute. I'm not near my calculator, but I know my brain work. But I must still be sleeping. Because the math... The math wasn't mathing in a way that I thought it should. And is there, and, and I just have a question. Is there no specific limit on how much these people can get a raise increase? You know, like us regular people, mm -hmm. there's only a, you know, there's a cap at a certain percent. Five percent. <laughs> way, like way over normal people that I know. But then again, I live in the United States, so it must be different in Jamaica. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I yield. I, I think we need some music because <laughs> it's heavy. I don't even live there, and it's heavy. Yo, Tyreek. Shaking her comes and make the skull upset. Oh no, 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 I don't sit. Back of the class, man, I'm a subject. Uh. Even got a girl in order to be my one rough sex. She pop the money out, but she's not junkie. Jiff the corner and make she get upset. Oh, them tech for idiot. Who them really tech for idiot? It's heavy moments. It's heavy. It's heavy. Wow. What O'Neill said earlier, his emotions, I felt them when I saw the story. Let me tell you something. When I saw the story, I said, no, this has to be a joke. And the way I learned about it was through Miss Pearly Grandson on TikTok. I went digging. I said, no, man, it's a dream. Biggest start playing on my head. It was all a dream. Mr. Norman, a lie, a lie, Miss Pearlie, I tell. Miss Pearlie, grandson, I tell. 
<laughs> and then you keep scrolling and you're seeing. And then Mr. TVJ reported, Mr. Awade Mumadis. Then I started speaking like Spice. I did one tell the whole of them up in the parliament exactly what Spice just tell Erica Mena if do with our mother. I can just imagine how people are feeling in Jamaica right now. The very driver, what I drive them from them house to them office. You can imagine. Then you want to say that that driver, they feel good. I drive them this man. Man, go drive your own car today. Me not carry you. Security was secure them. Bridging it up on your one today, no, because you want to say you will get more than double pay increase. No, want to me. What, what you do for me? They were considerate enough not to take allowance. Them really take people for idiot. Who ha she? Yo, Tarek. And the peer retroactive, you know, to twenty twenty two. Blows and skirt. Don't shake in a count and make the skull upset. No, 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 I don't say it. Back of the class, man, I'm a subject. Even got a girl in order to be my one rough sex. She popped the money out, but you know, John. And then that damn fool going stand up in front of parliament about his son was on his tablet looking for something and this song came up. It's not that song because it's not that song his son was looking for. His son was doing some research. Man, go sit on one side and scratch your butt upon barbed wire fence. Morning, moments. <laughs> I miss most of it, but I didn't realize you have a big kitty in Jamaica there. Eh? I don't understand. We were just Someone talking about. Go check on moments. <laughs> we were just talking about trying to get more housing for poor people and a road in rural communities mm -hmm. and the bauxite issue, mm -hmm. relocating people and stuff. I didn't realize it. And we couldn't pay the teachers. Mm -hmm. And right now, the money just. Where did money come from, though? Somebody be stripping on a pole because the money just be raining somewhere. Oh. Or, or maybe we're officially the, the 53rd state, right? <laughs> Unofficially, the 53rd state, the, the the UN leader went to Jamaica. Remember how Trump went to Jamaica to meet with Andrew? I have a quick question. Mm -hmm. Um... Mm -hmm. I, you know, not for reach out to Lisa, but anyway, do we think Jamaica is ready for a third party, a new party? Everybody, Which... right now, me want a whole new Jamaica, period. Come in, me no know officer O'Neill. Honestly, me no know because me feel like we're gonna jump out of the frying pan and jump right into the fire. Because just like how I am thinking right now that I need to get into politics in Jamaica because I see it as a way for come up quick. Me guarantee you, other people are thinking the same thing. And that's why I asked the question, because I believe that, I actually believe that the, 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 the I don't think, honestly, I see Lisa Anna as somebody who would make a good prime minister for Jamaica, mm -hmm. but I don't see her 
making that real change in the People's National Party. I think the People's National Party is also, at, at this particular moment, the current leadership of the People's National Party is just as corrupt, just as... And, and sorry, I know some of them are my friend, but not all of them. Just one or two people over there I know very well. And one and two of them have integrity. But one and two of them have a couple of them. But the leader, no disrespect to Mark, who I actually know. But I think Mark should... I think Mark should respectfully resign as leader of the People's National Party. I don't have a problem if he wants to serve in leadership, but I think he should step away from the leadership of the People's National Party and serve in other ways that he would maybe do better for Jamaica. I think he was a very good Minister of Justice. His biggest thing was decriminalizing ganja. Go back over this to somewhere. <laughs> Um, Mikhail Phillips, who I happen to know, I think is a good guy of good character. Julian Robinson, no disrespect, but I think he's another sleepy, not maybe a brilliant guy, but just not ready for leadership. And I think Peter Bountain, Gossidong. Gossidong, far, far, far. Dayton Campbell is too tainted. Mm-hmm. Yes, so stories swirling about his integrity, even that alone. Dayton reminds me of Donald Trump um, with all the stories circulating around his name. Step aside. With that said, and I think I just mentioned a couple of the top people, General Secretary of the party. I, I truly believe, and I'm saying this because so a lot of people, I don't know, there are Jamaicans in the room and there are people in the room that are not Jamaicans. But I'm saying this because I'm not even looking at the current government anymore. I'm looking at who is going to take the charge to take Jamaica on a different trajectory. And when I look at the opposition right now, I do not see an option. I don't see a viable option. And I'm not saying everybody over there is dirty or everybody over there is not. Obviously not, but I'm just saying the core leadership over there is not ready to take Jamaica forward. I mean, allegedly, the Prime Minister's $56 million that he took out of um, SSL, allegedly, um, and I know I'm on radio, I really don't care because I'm a revolutionary. I don't care. Yes, my name is Onil Walters. I don't care. (laughs) It's allegedly in... Mark and Peter's bank in St. Lucia. So there's too much corruption at the top. The new blood that Nigel spoke about, the only thing he said that makes sense is that we need new blood. Mm -hmm. We need them out. We need the whole of them. All the corrupt leaders, both in the PMP and the GLP, need to go. So this is not even about one side versus the other. And I ask the question again, do we need a brand new... As a matter of fact, I think it should be... An, I, I think I would, rec- I would actually say to Lisa and run as an independent and find a slate 
of 62, it's 63 seats, Rav, right? Find a slate of 62 other persons to represent the rest of the constituents. Because the constitution or Jamaica runs people become the prime minister, you have to have um, a slate of 62 parliamentarians to represent or people to represent in different um, seats across the country. Because we don't vote for prime minister, we vote for member of parliaments. And member of parliaments, if you're the de facto leader of the party, you become the prime minister. But at this point in time, and I'm so serious, like I wish I had a platform bigger because I really wish today I could get on a platform. I'm ready. I'm ready to die for change. That's how serious I am. I'm ready to die for that change. Uh, th this is how I feel. This is how I yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah. Moolala. Yeah, yeah. Bitch, better have my money. Y'all should know me well enough. Bitch, better have my money. Please don't call me on my blood. Pay me what you want me. Like blah blah blah, pay me what you want me. Don't act like you forgot. Bitch better have my money. Bitch better have my money. Pay me what you want. Make a hurly departure. I jow, hello pants on Teflon and Scotchy and Cartier. I jow, hello. It's wallowed in black shadow. Oh, I jow, fools should know. Instruction they should follow. They get hollow pants on Teflon to swallow. They never heard about blue steel and it is that hollow. Jalow, it's wallowed up in here. They should know. I jow, leave the premises. You know, black shadow ain't taking no foes or nemesis. I jow, jalow, it's wallowed, can you see the blemishes? Tell them get out of town when them sign killer And them gonna feel pain from the null miller Tear off them and crown them jump and killer In a deadly zone is what them try and killer Them a chat for me, them chat and despise killer Down no about him and money never rise killer In a the struggle, them never recognize killer Down them vex black shadow, them a vice killer Yo, on to the block attacker, a flink of a mucker Me left them chaka chaka, them brain chaka plaka Them this the gun tapa, the brain pack dropper Tell them me bad lacker, I'm gonna crack tapa We have the blood tracker, the heartbeat stopper Me chop them like chopper, and go the job proper One hard thing you know, beat up pretty me no Boy feel pain Tell them say get out of town with them side killer All them gonna feel pain from the nine miller Yeah, that's it I don't want to give up on my country I love my country bad, 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 bad. But I don't love how they're running my country. The whole of them need to pack up and leave because they don't care about the country.
just a, just a side note, right? Moments. Um, oftentimes, when we're dissatisfied with what's going on, sometimes we don't reason things through. And I think, like, to get a whole new party, that's a lot. But if you get a whole new party in the same system, the point is how much change would you make or how long will it take to corrupt half the party or a majority of the party when most people come into this plantation um, sort of thinking when they go into leadership. Secondly, um, earlier when I heard O'Neill mention about the revolution, my qualms with the revolution, yes, we need change, but I think oftentimes when there is a revolution, we focus heavily on remo removing the ruling party, the people in power. But we do not have long-term strategic plan as to how are we going to govern when we get power. So I'm saying that once we're looking for change, I want those of us who are looking for that and who are mindful and wants to see that, to put plans in place so that the country could go on and that things could happen after the change occur. Because oftentimes we get the power, but because we only plan to take the power away from the people that we that are corrupt, we create so much vacuums that we end up with more problems than we bargain for. So it is important strategically that if you're looking at a transitional government, transitional change, whatever transitions we're looking for, they must put the priority of the country, how we're gonna run the country, how will things continue to operate smoothly? How will the people benefit? Also, we might end up with cases like we see in the Arab Spring. And I remember when the Arab Spring happened, and I said that was the worst thing that happened to some of these countries. People look at me as I was a crazy person because they was getting rid of so-called dictatorships. But look at what happened there now. These countries fall into situations, in some cases, that they're almost ungovernable. So we must not be too carried away by the emotions when we're planning. And we must make sure we put a plan in place so that we can continue to govern and deliver the best things for our people. Well said. Thank you so much, Donald. I'm going to play Miss Pearlie Grandson for those of you who missed it. I'm going to uh, hold on one second. I'm going to play the video after this next comment. I'm going to play the video. And then we're going to take a break because we have to enjoy ourselves today. It is Rose Solo's birthday. We're now going to make the leadership of Jamaica, make with turn with face upside down and wear a frown. We're going to spin it around. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to just answer to Daniel. So, Daniel, um, I can't speak for anybody else. Yes, I made some very bold statements this morning. But I'm also coming from a place where change doesn't necessarily mean novices. It doesn't mean that a new party or new leadership is putting together a bunch of people that are novices, that are not politically experienced or not having the right technocrats in place. Um, as a Jamaican and somebody that's been on the ground, I can tell you this. I personally said Lisa Anna, and I know why I said that. Um, and it's not because she's the beautiful, most beautiful woman in the world, but she Excuse has... Excuse you? Go on. Yeah, she's, one of, she's, one of. I mean, she's a Miss World. That's where I'm coming from. Right? A former Miss World. Um, so formerly one of the most beautiful women in the world. Or still is. She's still alive. Now, the point I'm saying is, it has nothing to do with her looks. 
or her popularity as a celebrity from the past, etc. It has to do with her acumen. I have a personal happened to know her, one, but two, I've seen her if you if you follow Jamaica, you follow the newspaper writings, if you follow her work, um, her outlook, and she has put her policy through writing about different solutions mm-hmm. for Jamaica, right? And I've, I've, every Sunday I look forward to reading the different solutions that she put forth in the national newspaper in Jamaica. That's one. Mm-hmm. But two, there are, there are a lot of technocrats, one of the brightest minds in Jamaica, economist, uh, um, you know, a lot of other people that I know also would support, also have political experience. So we're not talking about change from the perspective of, oh, let's go and have a revolution <coughs> and top me. government and then a vacuum. They are enough brilliant Jamaicans and some of them I know some of you know and I think there are others that are not as corrupt not not as, as. <laughs> as I said not as because I can't vouch that everybody is squeaky clean right but I know that they have the interest of Jamaica at heart right um and for for the most part I'm saying anything that is going to be even 1% better. And, and no, 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 lie. Come and go more than that. Because people will maybe claim that the PMP can be 1% better. So we need a change. And we need, right now they're doing a constitutional uh, review mm. to become a republic. And I also believe that's another ploy. You talk about dictatorship and authoritarian <laughs> rule. That's another ploy of how they can actually capture governance for another 20, like like the guy in Turkey. They're, they're looking at ways to remain in power for decades to come. Stick up in, so, O'Neill. When was the last election? Why are they delaying calling an election? They're delaying calling the local government election that is due from last year. Okay. And they should called it earlier this year because a local government election is normally a way for the people to to, to voice their opinions. Mm-hmm. They know that they would have lost the same green them cover the country mm-hmm. in the last election. It would have been an orange because even though the people don't necessarily, I think, 100% believe in the People's National Party at this moment, the, old, the options that they have would have been the People's National Party and the GLP and they would have sent a signal a wake-up call by, it happened before in the 1980s, where the PMP literally sweep the local government, mm-hmm. right, um, after the 1983, 19, 1983 snap election. That's how the PMP swept the local government and created some level of balance. Because what we have is an opposition that is really spineless, they have little or no seats in parliament and they have little or no seats in the local governance. So technically, the GLP controlled both the upper and the lower house, both the central and the local government in Jamaica. And I will call Andrew Olness a dictator. I will. You know, that's my opinion. I think he is. So, um, and he learns from the best. He learned from Edward Siaga, the best. But I'm just saying, to Donnell's comment, I still support a revolution. New political party don't necessarily mean novices. Um, the NDM was made up of some of uh, uh, the most 
some of the most brilliant minds from both sides of the aisle. I still believe, and when I when I spoke about a new party, Donnell, is because the current structure of the opposition, the opposition party right now is being run like a dictatorship. They are not having ease, transparency. That is why there was this whole uproar about the journalist that was accused, um, was attacked to be raped. That whole situation was because the party decided not to use democratic means to put in representation in, the diff in their own internal political system. So me attack from a position of change. We need a sweep. We need a change. Not the Irish Spring. The Irish Spring is a different story, Daniel. The Irish Spring was, <laughs> was, was, yeah, was to get rid of certain leaders for their own political, for global political gain. Now we'll go back to Jamaica. We need a change because I'm saying this and I'm saying it on this platform. All right, no 60 more seconds, Daniel. 60 yeah, more seconds. Don't know, but don't. But as I say, I don't want to be living in America and looking at Jamaica like how Haiti is and saying, I'm scared to go to my country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a Thank you, Neil. Teacher, nurse, doctor, police, soldier, firefighter, sitting pretty. Salaries posted at or above $8 million per year. Call it, Andrew, call it. We have news fresh out of Parliament. Nigel Will Smith Clark just drop a bomb. Prime Minister raised from 9 million to 25 million. Deputy Prime Minister from 8 million to 22.5 million. Minister of Finance from 7 million to 21.5 million. Minister of State from 6 million to 16 million. Speaker from 6 million to 20 million. Parliamentary Secretary from 5 million to 15 million. Leader of Opposition from 8 million to 22.5 million. Member of Parliament from 4 million to 12 million. Deputy Speaker from 5 million to 15 million. Cabinet Minister from 6.5 million to 20 million. So hold on. Public sector workers would have to fight like a nanny. Paul Bogle and Marcus Gavi put together fear raise. And even after them get it, the raise was not raising. One little pittance are a drop in the bucket, enough of them can still need a vulnerable. But you were very strategic because you make sure see a small faction are being remunerated at or above $8 million so that you can use this to bedazzle your presentation. The lower limit of somewhere between 3 and $4 million would not be as shimmering, would it? <laughs> So, Prime Minister Andrew Houseness, wrong picture, Mr. Editor. Yes, that one because he's actually building houses for the poor. He will be working over $28 million by 2024. Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of National Security, Mr. Editor, wrong picture again. Become a pretty sure say my kin him teeth like a kinifuro when him hear how much him go work. Yes, that one. He will be working over 25 million by next year. So between Prime Minister and him, Deputy Finance Minister, Member of State, Member of Parliament, Speaker and Secretary, if you attempt to calculate this atirati, they're bound for overheat. Then there's also a pertinent question to be answered because before Prime Minister Patterson exited office, him did set the thing away. So all of the Prime Minister them since Mr. Patterson were still a get them Prime Minister salary. Are they getting the salary that they got when they served or are they getting the new salary? This is important for calculation purposes.
And of course, not to be ignored or overlooked is the leader of the opposition, who is sitting pretty at over 25 million. No wonder the PNP throw down like a the jackass with the Dakar BLM. Because take his spin around look funny. If you as the leader of the opposition feel salary rival that of the Prime Minister, what reason would you have to lead any valiant effort to try to take on this blouse skirt, mammoth monumental stress by your head? Talk it through to God love. You wouldn't just rally back with the money and go on easy and watch my man the over this grip like a silver fox. So this is the subtotal of the matter. Minimum wage could not be no minimum. Meanwhile, inflation has a simia. Pension a ball. Road one fix. Crime stand up like a stiff breast. Poverty persist. Minister Nigel Will Smith Clark walk right out past stage and box the whole away in our face. Share the cake at top, drop the crumbs at bottom, and watch as the high police stampede and trample each other to your humor. At this point, atrocity is a gross understatement. Teacher. Gotta say thank you to everyone for tuning in online. Thank you for checking us out on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Big thank you to all our listeners on JohnnoRadio.com, the non-stop party vibe station. Download the Johnno Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Johnno Radio, take us on the go. It is Rose Solo's birthday today, so we're going to try to stay in a good frame of mind. Yeah, <laughs> going to enjoy some good music today. We started out with some Barry's Hammond hits. Now it is time for Afro Beats. Later on, we have some soca music. Thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you for helping to make this possible. 
After dark, Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, go ahead and set your alarms. It is Real Relationship Talk, 10 p.m. Eastern, live on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com. And if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, join us on Clubhouse. I don't feel in this together. Give you my necklace, bend Give you my last cash, bend I show you my best friend, friend. I thought we in this together. Give you my necklace, bend Show you my best friend, friend. I give you my last guy, spend Everything I do, I wonder, 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 When you see my lifestyle, I got G's in the tub. See many people they outside where they feed man's oboe. Oh no, I'm here standing defender like Joseph Yobo. But girl say she want Netflix and chill yeah. So I chatty get even warning yeah. If you fall in love, Kelly satin yeah. You go to breakfast, I'm not capping yeah. Can you see dripple, I'm not catchy yeah. I'm not faking this, no fugazi yeah. You see these feelings, I'm not catching yeah. I'm a quest and fit, I just want it Ah, fitness If I broke now my business I'm a show you go right All I care for the night I find it excessive if it be the reason why your baba want to jealous me. If you want to take up serious, I do to speed. No fit to resonate, I'm on a different frequency. Uh-huh. I don't think it's necessary. I'll be done with just somebody that could do like me. When I be like Musala coming off the right wing, I call to your defender, you no need to tell me. I'm a horse, finesse. Uh, and you know, send me, I'm a snap. 
Trust me, I got money past you If you're not careful oh, Finesse You know, send me a must-net Like, okay, I'll carry go If me, I got money past you If you're not careful Ah, finesse oh, oh, If I broke, now my business oh, 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 I'm a you go try to yeah. All I care for the night Ah, finesse, if I broke down my business. Maybe it's magic any time that we're together. I make I just love you and hold you for my hand. Hold you for my hand. Hold you for my hand. Hold you for my
hating, rage, process. I'm on a is definitely the jam for 2023 the song for 2023 davido you definitely came back real strong It is the top of the hour. We're going to go ahead and get back to business. I think our heart rate has come back to normal by now. And it's time for stories out of Latin America. to say a big thank you once again to everyone listening on qmzradio.com and johnnoradio.com also thank you to everyone right here with me on clubhouse thank you celia all right first up 
U.S. returns 2,400 people to Mexico since end of Title 42. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. The United States has sent approximately 2,400 people, including Cubans, Nicaraguans, and Venezuelans, back to Mexico since a contentious border policy known as Title 42 expired last week. And this is according to a U.S. official. The end of Title 42, which allowed U.S. authorities to rapidly expel people crossing the country's southern border under the pretext of protecting public health, late on Thursday coincided with a new policy. And that new policy restricts access to asylum at the frontier. Blas Nunez, NATO Assistant Secretary at at the Department of Homeland Security, said on Monday that 2,400 people had been returned to Mexico since Title 42 expired. Thousands of others were repatriated to more than 10 countries, including Colombia, Honduras, and Peru. And in recent days, we have seen Mexico and Guatemala deploying large numbers of law enforcement and military personnel to their southern borders. He added that Panama and Colombia were also undertaking an unprecedented joint effort to attack smuggling networks operating in the area. U.S. President Joe Biden's administration had anticipated a massive uptick in border crossings in the wake of Title 42's expiration. But Nunez Neto said no spike had been reported so far. Also out of Latin America, mausoleum of football legend Pele opens to public in Brazil. Story also courtesy of Al Jazeera. A mausoleum built for the golden coffin of Pelé has opened for visitors more than five months after the Brazilian football legend died of colon cancer. The mausoleum, located on the second floor of a high-rise cemetery in Santos, outside Sao Paulo, opened on Monday and welcomes visitors with two golden statues of Pelé and an artificial grass turf. Its wall, its walls feature images of fans in a stadium with an endless soundtrack of chairs playing in the background. Considered one-off, if not the greatest football player of all time, Pele was laid to rest in January after a funeral that saw hundreds of thousands of people come to Santos to pay their respects, including Brazilian president, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. May he continue to rest in peace. And now for stories on the international scene, U.S. asks India to check continued targeted attacks on minorities. State Department's annual report on religious freedom lists attacks on Muslims and Christians in the world's most populous nation. Am I reading this right? The U.S. is asking India to check continued targeted attacks on minorities. U.S., are you going to check on minorities here in the U.S.? Just asking. I don't know. You know, story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Let, let me keep moving. Let me not get distracted. The United States wants India to condemn persistent religious violence, says a senior government official. A month before a state visit by Prime Minister Narendra Modi, the U.S. State Department on Monday released its annual report on religious freedom, which listed attacks against religious minorities, including Muslims and Christians in the world's most populous nation. A senior U.S. official briefing journalists on the report on condition of anonymity spoke of India's vast potential and said he was saddened by the continued targeted attacks on the country's religious minorities. 
Regarding these concerns, we're continuing to encourage the government to condemn violence and hold accountable those who engage in rhetoric that is dehumanizing towards religious minorities. Among the concerns, the official noted, was open calls for genocide against Muslims, lynching, and other hate-fueled violence, attacks on places of worship, and home demolitions, and in some cases, impunity, and even clemency for those who have engaged in attacks on religious minorities. The official promised to speak directly with Indian officials and said, We will continue to work very closely with our civil society colleagues on the ground and with courageous journalists that are working every day to document some of these abuses. The State Department report, based on direct research as well as accounts by media and advocacy groups, pointed to concerns about some home demolitions against Muslims and public flogging by police of Muslims in Gujarat, Modi's home state. Muslims comprise nearly 14% of India's 1.4 billion people, while Hindus are nearly 80% of the population and Christians at 2%. Um, can somebody let them know that we have issues here in the U.S.? Go ahead, Donald. They don't do any research here in the U.S. <laughs> all those that all these researchers be overseas. What happened? The research machine don't work in the U.S. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. This is a case of watching somebody else's yard and not paying attention to yours while you have weeds growing in yours, right? You're busy fertilizing everybody else's grass and tending to everybody else's business, but you ain't paying attention to your own. I don't understand. They always have overseas research. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear what no research here. <laughs> oh, gosh. Donald. <laughs> Donald. You're not paying attention. The research is being done. You're just not looking for it. <laughs> if you search, you will find, I'm sure. Yeah. You're going to tell them to take care of the minorities in their country. What the hell are you doing for the minorities in the U.S. of A? Huh? What you doing for us? Hmm? Tell me that. Everything is a struggle for minorities here. Oh. So we have a glass house. Yes, we do. <laughs> to keep it moving the us you crack me up i tell you i love it here i do have a love-hate relationship and it's getting stronger every day in nigeria uh four killed after u.s convoy was attacked in nigeria story courtesy of cnn a united states convoy was attacked in nigeria on tuesday killing four people including two personnel from the u.s consulate and two police officers and kidnapping three others according to local police and u.s officials the attack took place in the southeastern Anambra state. I wanted to make sure I got that right. The Anambra Police Command telling CNN that the attackers murdered two police operatives and two staff of the U.S. consulate and set their bodies and their vehicles ablaze. Oh, oh wow. The personnel who were killed were not U.S. citizens, according to the White House and the local police. No U.S. citizens were involved, 
and therefore there were no U.S. citizens hurt. That's according to John Kirby of the U.S. National Security Council. We are aware of some casualties, perhaps even some killed. When the assailants saw security forces, they made away with two police operatives and a driver of the second vehicle in the convoy. No U.S. citizen was in that convoy. I hope everybody will be okay. I really hope so. Those who are still alive. Why is it important that three or four times they have to keep saying no U.S. citizens? You noticed? <laughs> Other citizens don't have value. I, I'm, I'm, anyhow. Donald, why you keep pointing out the things? The people don't know why you pay attention. Listen, you need to go to the back of the class. You're paying too much attention. We don't need people like you in the front of the class. As a matter of fact, sit outside the classroom and wait till class is over. They don't like <laughs> You're making them look bad, Donald. You're making them look bad. Stop. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> don't you love it here, folks? Um... We're the best, right? We live in the best country in the world. What can I say? Oh, Father. All right, let me get it together. Uh, Teflon. Okay, somebody do me a favor and put Teflon in the in below because he is starting to annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, so didn't say anything. Um, I... uh, what, what happened? <laughs> oh, <laughs> put him down. <laughs> what did Teflon do? I missed it. I'm so sorry. Teflon, you are, are you still in Trinidad, baby? Like, oh, God, it's it's ID moment. It's not me. I didn't put you down there. It was Javet. Javet threw oh, you Javette. down. Not me, I promise. Oh. After she, I promise. It wasn't me this time. After she asked me a question. <laughs> what did he do to y'all? I don't get it. I missed something. So you're not checking the chat? Oh no! You're not checking the chat. He's such a no. show. No, all he. I, all, all I did, all I did was I, I was explaining TNT. myself. He's I showing said, off. He is showing Ro, off. Ro, Ro, Ro Solo. I, I was just saying that I, I had to go away to the waterfalls. I just come back. That's all I said. <laughs> show off, yeah, my friend. Enjoy. I'm not yeah. saying sure, no. Oh, so you want to? So you want to join him down there too? You want both of you Absolute. to go down in the? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm a birthday. No, no. I'm just up. Let me mute. Um, just one question, Teflon. You went to Tobago, yeah? You are you in the uh, Tobago? I'm in. I'm in Tobago right now. It's my take favorite. Take pictures and show them. Yes, Javet. Javet. Actually, take it, one, take a too. picture and make it up your your PTR, whatever that thing is called. No, take what you need to go do is check out his um YouTube channel. He's killing us over there. Tobago is gorgeous. Tobago is it's, for me. It's the it, it's my favorite island. To be, other than of course Brooklyn, but Tobago is one of the most beautiful <laughs> islands I have ever been on. You see what Tasha put in the chat? Lord, oh, send a swarm of mosquitoes. <laughs> oh God, Tasha, Tasha, that is proper bad mind. Tasha, 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 why? Not a swarm. And get some shark and bake from our arm from the the, the bay. So go right, check I'm, I'm, his YouTube channel. He was busy under eating Rose, shark and bake. Rosella, Rosella oh, I've sorry. done it all. I've done the okay. bacon shark. I've done. I'm gonna have crab and dumpling. Today. Okay. Goodbye. Oh, Good. Yes, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, and Rosolo, Rosolo, Rosolo. You go end up in the goo with him too because. Oh, and butter butter shots. What's up, shark? 
Bus up shut. Yeah. Yeah. Bus up shut. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. I'm not gonna answer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bye bye. But, uh, but, 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 continue. but did you get a doubles by the airport? There's some doubles by the airport. You have to. Yes. Get it over there. Yes. No, I, got, I, I got doubles in Trinidad. No. Okay. Trinidad. I'll be back when y'all are done. Somebody, <laughs> sorry, somebody, moment. text sorry, me. Moment. I'm walking sorry, away. By the airport in Tobago is where you need to go. And Trinidad is great. But in, ooh, in Tobago? Ooh. Okay, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try it. So, Ned, that was so, so uh, we need to put Sonette, yes, Teflon, and Rosolo <laughs> down below because y'all ain't right. I never, I don't bring people up. I don't do much anymore. I'm down there. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Teflon, you know something? At least we're yeah. confessing our sins to you. <laughs> <laughs> I am being very jealous. Oh, and their breakfast. Coconut oh, bake. You're, re you're really going, you're really a gofurda. Come really on, Teflon. So Come with the menu. <laughs> <laughs> You get float, you have to get some float too, you know. You really want to go down there. You're doing it intentionally, you know. Teflon got thrown down again, Javette. Okay, well, I'm mute, mute my mic. Can I mute my mic? That's it, I'm still on mute. I'm still on mute. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no, this is. <laughs> okay, Teflon, I love you. And I, I'm happy for you. Not really, but I'm really happy that you're having a great time. Um, keep, you know, keep the pictures, keep the videos coming. Yeah, we, we, we are in, I'm enjoying them. I really am. I really, really am. Um, folks, we, we talk about supporting the region and doing regional tourism. And, um, I think we, we don't do it enough. We tend to want to go to France. We want to go to Paris. We want to go to, um, other countries right we have the world right at our fingertips right here in the caribbean and i don't know why we are so divided in the caribbean when we're more alike than we are different um there's a video that teflon put up with it's like parliamentary square something some a setup like that and as he was going through the streets I felt like I was there and I realized, but it's no different from Jamaica. The setup. One thing I will say though, is that the streets are cleaner than Jamaica's streets. I will say that when you were going through Chinatown, yes, I didn't see any garbage on the streets. I saw order. I saw discipline. Vehicles were able to go through the streets, even though you have vendors on both sides. It was awesome. So folks, and we are going to support. And they drive so sensibly compared to Jamaica. Wow. It's so, yeah, such as, they're not 100% safe, but it's a lot safer than Jamaica. I was so shocked. They actually give you way. They don't, they don't overtake. Yeah, man, I was like, yeah, man, big up to all the drivers in Trinidad, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, got, we got to support. We have to. So, folks, let us try and focus on regional tourism. All right. Thank you so much, Teflon, for sharing your trip with us. All right, next up, Nigerian musician. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss, who is that? Miss Phyllis, go ahead. Yes, good morning, good morning. Good morning. I have to run, I have to run into court, but before I go, I just want to help Rosolo. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, Miss Phyllis. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I've been enjoying the conversation so far. 
but I have to run into court. So thank you, Miss Phyllis. Day. Always a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So next up, Nigerian musician Seon Kuti arrested. And this is the son of what's his name? Feline. Fela. Fela Kuti, right. Thank you, Sonette. Um, arrested for police assault. So, son of Afrobeat legend Fela Kuti allegedly assaulted a police officer, Lagos State Police, say story courtesy of Al Jazeera. So, uh, Lagos State Police said that on Monday, an order has been made on Saturday for the arrest of the Grammy-nominated saxophonist and singer after a viral video showed him on a road shouting and apparently pushing and hitting a policeman. It was unclear what led to the confrontation, although Kuti wrote on social media that the officer in question tried to kill me and my family. He reportedly suggested the officer tried to ram their car. He turned himself in early on Monday at the headquarters of the Lagos State Police Command, accompanied by a lawyer and a family representative. Um, and his post on Twitter, <clears throat> excuse me, reads, he tried to kill me and my family. I have the proof, but I know they chase clout. He has apologized and I have agreed not to press charges. Make on a minor no business, make the poor guy no lose him job. Oh. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Good thing he's okay. Now I got to thank Geely for sending this one over to me. Who <laughs> you say he was beating up the cop, Geely? <laughs> But which one is it? Which which brother? I mean, which this one? is Seun. So, or is... okay, he's got several sons, so like I didn't. Oh, are also very popular. Oh, really? Um, so this but, one is Seun. S E U N. That's wonderful. I mean, fella was not shy with the police. He mm. got thrown in jail. He was a fighter too. So that's right. Fight. I'm yeah, all, I'm for it. Yeah, because a lot of times, Sonette, the, the police t um, abuse their positions and do the most unnecessarily. All right, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I need y'all to listen to this one. Shay. Oh, it's pronounced Shay, um, Shayon. Okay, thank you, uh, Chief. It is pronounced Shayon. See, so I gotta love my people. Yay, Shayon. Yes. Okay. So Julie sent this one over to me and I appreciate her for sending this. I want y'all to listen to it and let me know how you feel about it.
Bob Marley and the Whalers waiting in vain featuring Tua Savage. How we feel about it? How would you rate it? Mm. I'd easily give it a 10. That was so beautiful. Love it. All right. Same. Did... Same. Right. It was great. I love how they kept the same music. Like, I, I remember the exact that sound. It's not like they went overboard and, and redid it. So I thought it was beautiful. I love it. All right. Anybody else? Crystal says yes. Sonette, so Sonette, Crystal, Teflon, Virginia. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me check the chat. Kay says nice. Um, Latoya says eight. Only Bob can get a 10 for me. All right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm probably biased. I don't know. And I'm okay with that. But I prefer the original. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it can't be of the course, original. Yeah. We're, not, we're not talking about the original. We're talking about right. the rendition. I know. And, that's and she did a really good job. And it's just nice when people appreciate the works of the original. And they do a good job of it. Because a lot of people do renditions and they, they slaughter it. You know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's the only reason why I gave it a 10. Oh. Obviously, Bob's a king. 
Exactly, right. I, I would not even compare it to the original. I'll compare it to other knockoffs. But um, Okay, that that's I'm a sorry. fair statement, Sonette. Yeah, because yeah, the original is, is top notch. No, I mean, no one's going to go against that. But I love that in this remix, they were more authentic to the original song and keeping Bob's vocals, the music, the musicality part of it. I'm going to say it now. I'm not a musician. But, you know, keeping all that and then adding her voice and it blended so smoothly. So that's why I'll give it top scores. But okay. it's not going to compare it to the original. No oh, way. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right, so my overall score is about an eight. I, I think I'm going to have to listen to it a couple more times um, for it to grow on me. Yeah. Mama, you need to go in the good. <laughs> okay, I'll go happily. <laughs> I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. But um, what I did like, I will tell you, I think um, Sonette just said it, the keeping Bob's original voice not remastering it too much. It, a little remastering was done, but not too much. Yeah. So. I I agree with that. Sorry, I wasn't able to speak at the time. Okay. They put their own spin on it, but they kept the original vibe of the song and the direction that the song was going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much. And Gilly, once again, thank you for bringing this to my attention. I didn't know about it until yesterday when Gilly sent it over. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good for you, Tiwa Savage. Yep. Okay. Now it's time for. Time for the good, the bad, the ugly. Yep, it is time for This is America. Our first story, 12-year-old charged with murder in killing of a sonic drive-in employee, story courtesy of CNN. All I want to know is where are these children getting these guns? Out of a sonic fast food restaurant in Texas. Now, listen to this, a 12-year-old child is charged with murder. Police say the boy shot and killed a Sonic drive-in employee following an argument they had. CNN senior national correspondent Ed Lavendera joins us now with details. Ed, a 12-year-old got a gun and shot and killed someone. How did this happen? Well, the, the details of all of this are just staggering and really inexplicable. But this is what we know from police in the small city of Keene, Texas, which is south of Fort Worth. But this, according to police there, happened Saturday night. Matthew Davis, the employee at the store, uh, sees uh, the, the suspect in this, Angel Gomez, who is 20 years old. Uh, police say that Gomez is acting in a disorderly 
fashion in the parking lot. That leads to a confrontation between Davis and Gomez. Gomez had shown up at that uh, Sonic drive-through with a 12-year-old juvenile. That confrontation turns into a physical altercation, and at that point, police and Keene say that the 12-year-old returned to their car and came back with an AR-15 assault-style rifle and shot at Davis six times. Davis was airlifted from the shooting scene, flown to a hospital where he was later pronounced dead. Now, we do not know who the firearm uh, legally is registered to or those kinds of details, but we do know, Jim, that this shooting comes at a time when the uh, victims' families of the Uvalde school shooting have been pushing Texas lawmakers to raise the legal age limit to own and purchase an assault-style weapon from 18 to 21. That appears to be going nowhere in the Texas legislature, uh, but this, uh, you know, the details of this shooting simply staggering. A 12-year-old somehow able to, according to police, get his hands on an assault-style rifle and gun down uh, a drive-through uh, restaurant employee. Just simply stunning details. That's it. <sighs> yeah. Progressive's Home Quote Explorer makes... 12-year-old assault rifle not a handgun an assault rifle um the legislature it's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere you know why it's not going anywhere good morning i'm sorry good, good no you're sure. fine chief no you're fine go right ahead it's not going anywhere because a, a small percentage of killings take place with assault rifles. It's also not going anywhere because you can put more ammo in a handgun than you can an AR. So the arguments that take place behind, yeah, you can put a 50 round drum on a, on a nine millimeter pistol. You can't put 50 rounds in a AR. That's why. So the argument that we don't get to hear is not the argument that the media pushes. The majority of killings happen with a handgun, not with an AR-15. The only people that's pushing the AR-15 fight are law enforcement, right? Because they feel like you got a more powerful weapon. But we just talking about random killings, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, random killings that's close range, not even from a distance that you would typically use an AR rifle. So it's just somebody who has access to one that's shooting at close proximity. But the argument that happens behind the scenes that we don't get to hear is the is the data, like the percentage of people who are shot with a handgun versus a pistol, I mean versus an AR. And the number is starkingly different. So we that's why the, that's why it's not gonna go anywhere. Because statistically it's not it don't, it don't add up. Access, I guarantee you his access happened with that 20-year-old that he was in the car with. And then he probably used that kid so that he wouldn't have to go to jail. Like, why would you even take that kid to that into that incident in the first place? So can I ask you a question, Chief? Everybody has a price, sure. right? So just like everybody has yeah. a price, everybody has a number. What's the number that we have to get to before they are willing to do something about it. I don't think it's a matter of a number. I honestly don't. I think you got people with, cert with certain agendas who are, use who are using uh, 
legislated le- legislation and losing using life loss of life from a political standpoint when it's no longer political then it'll make sense to us but right now it's political it's always going to be used as as a political ploy we look at it from a human standpoint they look at it as a political ploy like how can you have control of the house and not have no not be able to enforce anything it don't make sense it don't add up no matter who's in power, no matter who's in the house, you get the same results. Oh, boy. Maryland gun control law is latest answer to Supreme Court ruling. Legislators and judges across the U.S. are grappling with top courts ruling, which has been used to challenge restrictions. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Maryland's governor has signed a new law aimed at responding to a Supreme Court ruling that has transformed the gun control battle in the United States. The raft of bills signed by Governor Westmore on Tuesday includes a measure to prevent someone from carrying a concealed handgun into designated areas like schools and hospitals. But it removes language that said a person must show good and substantial reason to carry a concealed firearm outside of the home, language that could be challenged under a recent Supreme Court ruling. The Maryland state law is the latest response to last June's Supreme Court ruling in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, a case that directly challenged a New York State law requiring gun owners to prove they had a special need to carry a firearm in public. The court ultimately deemed New York's law unconstitutional, saying the right to carry a gun extends beyond the home. The ruling has since been used to curtail other gun control measures around the U.S. Gun violence is tearing apart the fabric of our communities, not just through mass shootings, but through shootings that are happening in each of our communities far too often. I saw an article um, can't remember which media outlet it was news media outlet it was but i saw an article and i'm jumping back to the one that we just talked about in Keene, texas the sonic shooting texas they were saying has the most lax gun laws and that right now we're seeing texas being where they're having the most shootings So is having gun, lax gun laws the answer? Well, if they're going to present that as um, evidence, I would say no. It's not working. Whatever they're doing throughout the country, it's just not working. It's not working. And it's not working because we're not in unison we're not agreeing everybody is not agreeing there is a strife politically motivated of course fearfully driven yes with financial motivation behind it we've said this several times not until it's at the door but then again i don't think it will matter there i think everybody they're willing to give up one of their own damn it they're not gonna care um 
I don't know who is in the media more, DeSantis or Trump. I really don't know. Well, folks, DeSantis is to send Florida National Guard soldiers to Texas for border security. Uh, Javed, I didn't know we all needed help. You needed help over there. In the news today, Florida is sending reinforcements to Texas, but less migrants are reportedly coming across the border. Seven Tavares Jones is here live in the Newsplex with more. Tavares. Yeah, Vanessa, good morning. The southern border now seeing a smaller influx of migrants than expected. And despite those numbers being down, well, Governor Ron DeSantis says the Biden administration is not doing enough about this issue. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in town Tuesday morning to sign two bipartisan human trafficking bills. Human trafficking across this country is a $150 billion uh, illegal uh, enterprise. Last year, 72% of all human trafficking victims were illegal aliens, many coming across uh, the southern border. And hours after this appearance, as he now seeks to raise his national profile, in anticipation of a possible presidential run, the governor announced that Florida will send more than 1,100 assets to Texas, including 101 FHP troopers, 200 FDLE officers, 20 FWC officers, 800 Florida National Guard soldiers, five available fixed-wing aircraft, two mobile command vehicles, 17 available unmanned drones, and 10 vessels, including airboats. This similar to deployment of assets when a surge of Cuban migrants landed in the Florida Keys back in January. Clearly, uh, this border policy of the Biden administration uh, has um, wrought huge, huge damage. However, the rush of migrants expected when COVID-era rules were lifted has not happened. The, the United States Border Patrol has seen an approximately 50% drop in the number of people encountered at our southern border as compared to the numbers earlier this week before Title 42 came to an end midnight on Thursday. Some credit the Biden administration rules that now make it more difficult to seek asylum. And this from Florida's Director of Emergency Management saying, quote, We stand with Texas as they work to repel illegal aliens at the border. We are prepared to assist however needed. One of those border cities at the forefront of the issue is El Paso, Texas, where the mayor says they are preparing for the unknown. We're continuing to prepare for the unexpected, the unknown. And that's one of the things that's really important because we don't know what's going to be coming in, but I can tell you that El Paso is prepared to treat people with respect and dignity, dignity and make sure that we continue to protect not only our asylum seekers, but the people of our community. Well, the troops and the officers will be at the border for about 30 days with possible extensions. And this announcement comes just weeks before the June start of hurricane season right here in Florida. In the newsplex this morning, I'm Tavares Jones today in Florida. So, Javet, uh, <laughs> your state is getting some help at the border. Yep. DeSantis, mind your business. We have issues here in Florida that need to be addressed. Serious issues too. Yeah. Um. I say just let them all in. <laughs> let them move about, let them go where they want to go and see what happens. <laughs> ah. So Crystal is asking in the chat, so Texas is the only weak link to Mexico. Yeah, it looks as though California has a tight grip. California doing okay. <laughs> what about New Mexico? I mean, 
Texas. Isn't that border? They Doesn't speak. that borderline um, Mexico? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> uh, uh, um, guess what? I, I <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Javed. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to know why the other states are accepting flights in from Texas and buses in from Texas. Why are we even accepting that? Hmm. <laughs> uh, you, you know, on you know, I know you. I know what Javis said. On one hand, I kind of get it. At least when they were doing the busing, because come on, we got a lot of what we call limousine liberals or champagne socialists, right? Where they espouse belief, these extremely progressive beliefs about things like, uh, you know, letting a document of people come in. But they do so knowing that they live in a space where they would never have to interact with these kind of individuals, with the individuals coming over, right? So I did kind of get like, okay, put your money where your mouth is, like when they sent them off to Martha's Vineyard. I kind of got that. I kind of got what the stunt was about, right? Because it was because it was to prove that those people there don't really believe in what they say they believe in. Because as soon as people started arriving, right, at Martha's Vineyard, they all got, you know. You know, you know, their noses started twisting into tizzy and they had to get people out of there. So I kind of got that particular stunt. And so because it is a stunt, but because sometimes you do have to prove to the people who sometimes claim to be all open to all this stuff that you're not really as open as you as you say you are when it's right at your front door. Mm. <laughs> Can I give you all a joke? Do you know that there are some U.S. citizens Yes, U.S. citizens, not naturalized because we had to take a civics test. Um, people born here in the U.S. that went to school in the U.S. that don't know that New Mexico is a part of the U.S. You know that? <laughs> they think it's a part of Mexico still. <laughs> Go right ahead, Javet. Oh, Javette must have come off my by mistake. She's not here. <laughs> yes. There are people in this country that think New Mexico is a part of Mexico. It was. <laughs> here in Texas. <laughs> I had that same conversation this weekend with someone. You serious? Yes. Serious. Seriously. <laughs> What are they teaching them in school? About Trump and COVID. We are about the <laughs> dumbest nation in the world. In Trump and COVID. Stupid people. I'm so sorry. Not my birthday. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. That, this is America. People don't know. I know, I know here, down here. And where, where, where are we, Georgia? We don't, they don't know down here. They, they, <laughs> they still stuck in. Uh, they, I can't. I can't do it today. I'm not even going to be mean today. You need to we go on, go on out in the boondocks. And that's where you're yep. going to know a lot more. Them yep. folks think that the U.S. is the world. What yeah. do you mean, New Mexico? What? what? Part of the U.S.? <laughs> that can't be part of it. It says Mexico. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. No wonder the whole world is laughing at us. No wonder. I got, I, <laughs> I got to give you this one. I had this one for um, business and, uh, and new. Um, I can't even talk business and tech. 
But I got to give you this one. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it back. Oh, geez. Um, I know uh, CNN only has the print. I know WSVN has the audio. And I'm trying. I think this is it. Hold on. No. No, I'm lying. They don't have the audio. But y'all heard about this one? Hertz has apologized to a Puerto Rican customer after one of its employees refused to rent him a car he had paid for in advance because he did not show her his passport. So, Umberto Marjan said that he traveled to New Orleans last Wednesday and presented his Puerto Rican driver's license at the Hertz counter at the Louis Armstrong International Airport. The employee asked for his passport, even though, like all Puerto Ricans, Marchand is a U.S. citizen and does not need to have a passport to rent a car within the United States. Puerto Rico is a commonwealth. Folks, get out your pen and paper. Anyone listening online, if you don't know now, you'll know. Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the United States, and anyone born on the island is by law a U.S. citizen. So, too, if you are born in the U.S. Virgin Islands, you are a U.S. citizen. If you are born in Alaska, you are a U.S. citizen. If you are born in Hawaii, you are a U.S. citizen. My gosh. Martian said the employee who has not been publicly identified treated him like a foreigner and told him that he could not rent a vehicle without presenting a passport. I was surprised and definitely frustrated because it was very late at night, so I decided to make a formal complaint. In a statement to CNN, Hertz said that the company accepts Puerto Rican driver's licenses from customers renting in the United States without requiring a valid passport. And this is what they said. We sincerely regret that our policy was not followed and have apologized to Mr. Marchand and refunded his rental. We are reinforcing our policies with employees to ensure that they are understood and followed consistently across our locations so now so now we are going to have to ask companies that interact with um travelers to take a civics test we're gonna have to we're gonna have to let them know we're gonna have to quiz them on this because they don't know a puerto rican was held on to in florida Detained in Florida as being here illegally, turned over to ICE. The mother went to went and presented birth certificate documents. They tell her it's fake. Puerto Rican, not American. And here we have Rhonda Santos stripping back education, wanting to defund public education. Here, here, here's what's happening down here. Right? He has signed a bill, no more unions for teachers in Florida, increase their pay. That's the trick him, make him think I got you. No, he don't. Right? Uh-huh. Because remember, the union used to fight for them. Ain't nobody to fight for the teachers down here no more. You fight on your damn own. Right? May now you're stripping away everything from them, making it harder for them. Because the thing is, Funds are being pumped into private schools. Yeah. 
But, well, I don't know what the heck is going on in this country. He, I don't know if he has the ability to think for himself. I don't know. Hold on, let me see this video here. Hold on. Hold on, let me see this one. Hold on, I Hello. found a good video. Afternoon. Hold on. Um, I'm sorry, I don't look very good. First video on TikTok. I just had surgery this week and I don't feel very good. But anyway, to the point. We were today in a store and we were buying a medicine for our daughter. And uh, we were asked to show ID. Which I, go I giggle because, you know, we're adults. You know, you can tell by the face. Especially my husband, his hair is almost white. But we should comply, we showed the ID. And we're Puerto Ricans. My husband has a Puerto Rico driver's license and our ID was rejected um, because it's not a valid ID, a US ID. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Um, our ID is a valid US ID. You can travel anywhere in the United States with this ID and with no problem. And the person that I was talking to told me that no, Puerto Rico is not a you are like a state part of the United States, and therefore she could not take her ID. So the purpose of my video is for you to share and educate my fellow Floridians, especially with this new anti-immigration crap that is going around. Please. Do not make a fool of yourself and educate yourself. Maybe they didn't teach you this in history class. Puerto Rico was invaded after the Hispanic American War we were given to to United States. Uh, we were the last colony that um, Spain lost together with Cuba and the Philippines, but they you know, got independent and we got invaded and we got stuck with you. When World War War started, um, I think it was the first war, uh, the president gave us citizenship because he needed our Puerto Ricans to go and die for you, for your freedom. And to this day, Puerto Ricans still go and die for your freedom. Because yes, we are U.S. citizens. So when someone show you a Puerto Rico driver's license, a real ID, which is in English and Spanish, Please don't look like an idiot. Know your history. Puerto Rico is part of the United States and a driver's license for Puerto Rico is a valid ID. So when you are ignorant and say Puerto Rico is not part of the United States, you look like a fool, like an ignorant, because you should be ashamed of this. You should know that by now. They didn't touch you that. So please, Puerto Rico is not some town in Mexico or whatever. We are in an island in the Caribbean, a colony still, and we're part of the United States. So educate yourself before you look like dumb dumb. Okay? God bless you and have a good day. So every HR department needs to see to it that their staff knows basic U.S. history, please and thank you. Can you imagine doing that to her? You know, each I work for two car rental companies, right? And there's a book. You get it every year or every four years because the driver's license update. It's a driver's license up, uh, book with all of the license, what they look like. I'm sorry, let me set up. It shows what it looks like. Um, it shows the previous license, if I'm not mistaken. It shows everything. It tells you what's valid and what's not. 
So there is no excuse for these, especially the car rental company. There's no excuse for that person. That person's just an idiot. Uh, They should have gone to their manager and said, you know, okay, I got this, I got this. And even the person should have asked for the manager and the manager should have came out and said, oh no, you can rent to them. There was no reason for um, that person to be stopped like that. And then the other incident, I have no idea. They also should be able, they have access to order that book and know what is valid and what is not. Just my opinion. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you all heard this one. I've had it for a couple of days. I don't think I've played it. I think it. there should be another genocide. Or a genocide. You say genocide, you mean the women, the children, the kids? Absolutely. Why? She's because holding them right there. Because they're reasons. a poison and they need to be eradicated. So my children and all the, all the other white children have a chance in those worlds. And you think genocide the author? Yes. I think there should be another genocide. Or a- That's a white. What? Yep. That's a white woman holding two babies. Them babies look like she had them with her daddy or her brother. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I took it there. I'm sorry. She looked like she needed to. She needs to be eradicated. She looks like a mistake. But I'm sorry to go there, Lord. Forgive me. Oh, yes. Please forgive me, Lord. Please forgive me. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. But what? <laughs> there should be another genocide? Mm-hmm. Let me, let, here it is. I think there should be another genocide. Or a genocide. You say genocide, you mean the women, the children, the kids? Absolutely. Why? She's holding them right there. Because they're a poison and they need to be eradicated. So my children and all the the other white children have a chance in those worlds. You think genocide is the author? Yes. Nobody's, no one is born a racist. You're taught to be a racist. She has her children in her hands. They're sitting right there. One is in her lap. The baby's in her lap and the other one right beside her. So she is teaching them, hey, her trailer park looking crap ass. <laughs> she could not even pick tea, what do you call them, fleas or ticks off my damn dog. I wouldn't want her to even touch my dog because she's scary looking. <sighs> and I agree we have to take them seriously. That's what they want. I have a few choice words to describe her, but I have to um, behave myself. (laughs) Listen to this beautiful voice, folks. Let us listen to this beautiful voice and lift up our spirits. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? And this is the voice of Hallie. My collection's complete. Wouldn't you think of the girl, the girl who has everything? Look at this troll. Treasures so tall. How many wonders can one cabin hold? Looking around here, you think, sure, she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos plenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? 
Absolutely beautiful. She is beautiful. Beautiful rendition. She looked gorgeous on that stage. A true princess. Yes, Chief, breathe. Thank you, Javed, for telling him to breathe. But did y'all catch this one that Julie Mango did? I hope y'all are. It's going viral. If you had just seen it up there. What more are you looking for? Under the sea, under the sea, darling, it's better. Don't wear it wetter. Take it from me. Up on the shore, them a work hard here. Out in the sun, that them a slave a wheel. Why we be floating? Full time to floating underneath the sea. 
Big up all of them on the radio, we know them tears now, no more And I thank Julie for doing that um, skit, if you want to call it that, her voiceover. Um, because she's, abs- you know, she's doing the part of Sebastian there in her little makeover that she has gone viral. And it's so sad. Here is a character thinking it's better outside of the water. It's not. And it's such a shame that we have to highlight the terrible state of humanity. Being a human being is ghetto as heck. Earth is ghetto. And as we sit listening to the beautiful song, the wanting, the yearning, the dreaming, the imagining, that it must be awesome. Wanting to be able to stand on feet. I hope we recognize that there are so many people wishing for things that we have. If only they knew. If only they knew. We have work to do, folks. We need to clean our act up. We have to clean up ourselves. We have to. Ah, my dear mermaid, stay under the water. Who remembers the movie Splash? Anybody remembers that movie? Because guarantee you, Little Mermaid, if you come up to the shore, they're going to catch you and put you in a tank like they did with the mermaid in the movie Splash. Anybody remembers that movie from the 1980s? Yes. In the, in the late 90s or early 80s. 80s, yeah. yeah I, I remember it. But you've seen The Little Mermaid, right? No. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um, close my mouth. No, say it, say it, say it. Why are you closing your mic? Personal. No, the movie's been out for a long time since like the probably in the nineties. The Little Mermaid with Ariel. It was a a, a, a white fish dam with red hair and um. So you've never seen the Little Mermaid? I've never watched the that. movie, but I know the characters. I I'm aware of the characters, and I am familiar again because um, I don't have daughters, right? So. That, that's what I thought. You have sons. Yeah, I so have like, sons. There wouldn't be this thing like, I want the Little Mermaid doll. Right. And I have to see it. Yeah, so, I have the opposite. I have a girl. So, like, yeah. we're going opening night. We're seeing the movie. We watch the series. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to go watch it by myself. Um, I, you I know. think you should. It should be fun. Watch it by yourself and then, and then take yourself to the, to the movie. Yeah. To go see the version with beautiful Hallie. And it's yes. not just about her beauty. So her whole personality seems like... She's just a sweet little girl, she, young woman. Excuse me. She is much more mature than a little girl than now. Um, yeah. But I, I think it would be it would be nice. Yeah. Go on a girl date by yourself. By or myself. Find somebody else to yeah, do it. Yeah. It'd be by myself well, for if, sure. If you have Disney Plus at home, it's I'm sure it's there. I don't know. I don't. Hey, I don't. I no, we don't have day. Disney Plus. I don't think we have Disney Plus. I don't know what we have. But, I bet it's on YouTube. But um. Yeah. I don't know what the uproar was about her playing the character because she's a black girl. Child, please. Because it was previously a white character. 
that's, that's all it is. Some people are upset about seeing brown faces in, in roles that were previously white. Mm. The whole thing with Shonda Rhimes and doing um, those romance novel books that are making the characters black when they not, probably wouldn't have been in, in, in history. That's that first thing. Thank you very much, Bridgerton. All those. So that's just it. People want to... That the woman just said, before you play this beautiful song, that she wants another genocide so that the white children and the white people will be okay. So mm-hmm. that's just it. She just said it more loudly than the other people who just think it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. But we're not gonna we're gonna bring back Chief's blood pressure down. Yes. And, yes. And not talk about that that woman anymore. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what happens though. Yeah. But um. Didn't they have Liz Taylor playing Cleopatra for how many years? And Cleopatra was a white. Okay. But that's okay. It's whitening a black character is okay, but blackening a white character is not. Mm. Wait, hello? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, boy. All right. So one more before we, um, we have one more clip that we need to go through before we get to business and tech news. Clean up on aisle five at CNN in the wake of widespread criticism over its decision to air a town hall with the twice impeached, civilly liable for sexual abuse, former President Donald Trump on Wednesday night that played out more like a pep rally or a MAGA version of the Jerry Springer show. On Thursday, CNN CEO Chris Licht mounted a defense of the town hall during the network's morning editorial call, insisting the spectacle served the public well, despite the widespread condemnation, even from CNN's own media reporter. I am aware that there has been uh, people with opinions uh, slash backlash, and that is absolutely uh, expected. And I will say this as clearly as I possibly can. Uh, you do not have to like uh, the former president's uh, answers, but you can't say that we didn't get them. Um, Caitlin pressed them again and again and made news, made a lot of news. While we all may have been uncomfortable hearing people clapping, that was also an important part of the story because the people in that audience represent a large swath of America. And the mistake uh, the media made in the past is ignoring that those people exist. That tape was obtained by FTV Live, a media website. And I should note that we have not obtained the audio recording ourselves, but it matches the multiple media reports that we had yesterday. Hours after that call, CNN anchor Anderson Cooper essentially repeated his boss's argument on his show, scolding his own viewers in what even some former CNN anchors like Sonny Hostin described as gaslighting. That man you were so upset to hear from last night, he may be president of the United States in less than two years. And that audience that upset you, that's a sampling of about half the country. They are your family members, your neighbors, and they are voting. And many said they're voting for him. Now, maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office. Maybe you've been enjoying not hearing from him, thinking it can't happen again. Some investigation is gonna stop him. Well, it hasn't so far. So if last night showed anything, it showed it can happen again. Now, that is what you call a straw man argument, especially that the the only two options available to you are listening to a former president mock a woman a jury found that he sexually abused while the audience laughs and applauds or pretending 74 million Americans who voted for Trump don't exist. 
But that has become a familiar tune, mainly from billionaire libertarians like Elon Musk and billionaire media moguls like Fox's Rupert Murdoch, that free speech doesn't just mean what the First Amendment says it means, that the government cannot restrict or require certain speech, but rather that unless you are willing to subject yourself personally to the farthest right, most virulently racist, misogynistic, and offensive viewpoints, just fill your psyche with it online, in the university lecture hall, or on CNN, you're against free speech. Ditto John Malone, the billionaire investor who owns large chunks of Warner Brothers Discovery, which is CNN's parent company. He made his fortune buying up media companies. Al Gore, yes, the former vice president, called him Darth Vader from the Senate floor as he gobbled up small media companies. He's very close with the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, David Zasloff. He's also an unabashed conservative slash libertarian and a large donor to Donald Trump's 2017 inaugural committee. In November 2021, as he was acquiring CNN, he told CNBC exactly what he would like to see for the cable news network that Ted Turner started. I would like to see CNN evolve back to the kind of journalism that it started with and, uh, you know, actually have journalists, which would be unique and refreshing. Fox News, I think, in my opinion, uh, has followed a, a, uh, an interesting trajectory of trying to have news news, I mean, some actual journalism embedded in, in a program schedule of all opinions. Ah, Dominion would like to have a word. I mean, this right-wing libertarian viewpoint that the rest of us must subject ourselves to verbal abuse by the nastiest, cruelest, most hideous voices in this country, Donald Trump included, has become the backbone of MAGA. Free speech to them means that the fascist far right has a God-given right to make you listen to them on Twitter or on the new cable Twitter, whether you want to or not. And if you turn away or you walk away or complain, there's something wrong with you. But here's the thing. It is, in fact, possible to know about the views of the far right, to understand that those views exist and are held by millions and millions of your fellow Americans, even by a third or maybe even half of American adults, without having to subject yourself to them. We didn't need a Trump pep rally on CNN to understand what Trump is. He literally posts his garbage views on his fake Twitter every day, and every media outlet reports on it. He has rallies where he dishes out his gross insults with cameras watching. We get it. A lot of people like it and vote for it. But we don't need CNN or John Malone or Elon Musk or Anderson Cooper to lecture us about how we should be forced to endure it or that we should just get used to it. Because some of us actually know that that stuff is wrong and that American politics and American democracy deserve better. Clean up on aisle five at CNN. In yep. All right. So... <laughs> Do y'all agree with her or disagree with her? Oh, I disagree with her. Oh, you know I don't like her. I don't like her. <laughs> do not like her. Right? If there's, she do not like her. She is she is a, she is part of the problem that she's complaining about, right? MS let me tell you this. MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News are one of the they're all low rated. The only people who watch them, the average age of the viewer of those networks is like 60, 64, 65 years old. Millennials like me and Gen Z. We watch shows like Breaking Point and uh, Rising, or you can watch them for free on YouTube, where they have somebody representing the left and the right outside of the mainstream politics who, you know, talks about what's going on 
in the United States of America. Now, I want to say this. Her network is just as guilty of engaging in the kinds of behavior that she is that she is labeling, you know, the folks at CNN. If you can't, I'm going to be honest. If, if, if I don't like Donald Trump, I didn't tune in. That's all you do. You just don't tune in. You don't go around spending loads of hours making news stories about him being on TV. If you're trying to minimize him, right? Why keep talking about him all the time? Why talk about somebody else talking about it? Why not actually talk about other things that are going on? They could have completely ignored it. But instead, they're using him being on CNN as a way for them to go on a raiding to create the same outrage uh, that led to him, in part, being elected in, 20, in 2016. And I'll say this, too. Something that she said there, which is, which is crazy to me, is part of the reason why he won is because you just had a bunch of coastal people who didn't know what was happening in the rest of the country, right? They didn't know what the feelings were on the ground. And that way, if you wanted someone like the Hillary Clinton, right, to win, then you didn't know what was actually happening in those parts of the country to be able to pivot, right? So the two states, remember, came down to two states, Michigan and Wisconsin, the pivot there. What you learned is that she didn't have hardly any offices. She didn't spend hardly any time campaigning in those states, right? And so, therefore, those states, in a very narrow victory went into the other direction and then and then gave him uh donald trump uh, uh the you know the you know the, the electoral college which put him in the white house i'm saying that cnn is trash msnbc is trash fox news is trash so to hear her you know popcorn the kettle black to me is much of a problem this is the last thing i'll say because you sure don't see that msnbc is talking about the realities of that hundred by laptop right right incident that they all tried to play down we find that out that that's being that that's true, right? So why have a whole bunch of corporate media outlets vying to call each other the worst when they're just as bad as each other? That's my statement, and and I hope and I'm gonna say this: I hope they get I hope she loses her job as well as some other people. I want to lose their job across all the networks because I think she's just she is the she is not the only one, but she is part of the problem we have in journalism. All right. Thank you so much, David. Anybody else? Go ahead, Donald. Listen, I will say this once. <laughs> Only once? Not Donald assuming Trump, that? Donald Trump is good business for these cable networks. CNN missed the gravy train when Donald Trump was not there. Because as much as they like to talk about Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that, that is why he gets the most free ads mm -hmm. as a politician. He don't need to spend money because he's always on the breaking news. CNN been losing money because of people like Donald Trump. So they will continue to feature him. They will continue to be socially controversial. And those of us on the ground who is in our feelings will continue to be talking about what should be done and all the right stuff. But don't be surprised if you see Donald Trump back in the White House. And hmm. I'm telling you that if he goes up against Joe Biden, it's highly probable he will be back in the White House. A lot of the stuff Donald Trump says resonates with a large percentage of America. But we still here thinking that the lady that speak earlier on is on the outside. They are the norms in a lot of the places in America. But we don't want to come to that realization. That is why people like Trump and them are so popular. But they will continue to be on TV. They will continue to be on the CNNs and all of them. 
because it's good for their ratings they make good money with the advertisement and stuff like that it wouldn't stop now i could tell you that ah thank you donald anyone else wants to go all right so let me check the chat i watched an interview with president obama says javet he said that back in the day we used to show news and it was believed now we show news we can have an actual video and picture and now these same news channels will say that it's fake that is what is wrong with the news news has become a circus it has it's a show it's who can get the most likes that's all it is right now who ever puts the most money on the table yeah that's what it's about I don't even look at those things no more, to tell you the truth. <laughs> chief said he tried not to get kicked out. Ain't nobody gonna kick you out, Chief. We need them eggs. <laughs> oh, we, we can't kick you out, Chief, because we might all need to come catch a piece of your land <laughs> that you have up there. Us folks down here in Florida, we can't kick you out. Can't kick you out at all. Oh boy, just another day living in the hood, just another day. <laughs> Folks, it's time for business and tech news. Look, let me let me let, let's just keep it moving because um we ain't gonna put up our blood pressure today. Not on Roll Solo's day. No, we can't and we have soca music for play. No, let, let, let's run through these things, y'all. <laughs> Oops, wrong, wrong. I'm here picking the wrong track. <laughs> money 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 oh by the way tsa um is testing facial recognition at more airports and it's raising privacy concerns so the associated press via wsvn is reporting that a passenger walks up to an airport security checkpoint point slips an id card into a slot and looks into a camera atop a small screen the screen flashes photo complete and the person walks through all without having to hand over their identification to the TSA officer sitting behind the screen. It's all part of a pilot project by the Transportation Security Administration to assess the use of facial recognition technology at a number of airports across the country. What we're trying to do with this is aid the officers to actually determine that you are who you say you are. That's according to Jason Lim, Identity Management Capabilities Manager. Uh, the effort comes at a time when the ver use of various forms of technology to enhance security and streamline procedures is only increasing. TSA says the pilot is voluntary and accurate. 
but critics have raised concerns about questions of bias in facial recognition technology and possible repercussions for passengers who want to opt out. The technology is currently in 16 airports. In addition to Baltimore, it is being used at Reagan National near Washington, D.C., airports in Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Miami, Orlando, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, San Jose, and Gulfport, Biloxi, and Jackson in Mississippi. However, it is not at every TSA checkpoint, so not every traveler going through those airports would necessarily experience it. Travelers put their driver's license into a slot that reads the card or places their passport photo against a card reader. Then they look at a camera on a screen about the size of an iPad, which captures their image and compares it to their ID. The technology is both checking to make sure the people at the airport match the ID they present and that the identification is in fact real. A TSA officer is there and signs off on the screening. A small sign alerts travelers that their photo will be taken as part of the pilot and that they can opt out if they'd like. It also includes a QR code for them to get more information. Since it's come out, the pilot has come under scrutiny by some elected officials and privacy advocates. In a February letter to TSA, five senators, four Democrats, and an independent who is part of the Democratic caucus demanded the agency stop the program, saying, Increasing biometric surveillance of Americans by the government represents a risk to civil liberties and privacy rights. As various forms of technology that use biometric information like face IDs, retina scans, or fingerprint matches have become more pervasive in both the private sector and the federal government, it's raised concerns among privacy advocates about how this data is collected who has access to it, and what happens if it gets hacked. Do I think we can escape it? No, we're, no, we can't. We need the, we mean, it's, we're not going to be able to escape it, honestly. I mean, private companies, for example, if you have an iPhone, I'm not sure if, if it's the same thing on Android. Chief will let us know because he's the only Android person in the room. But, um, with your iPhone, you can scan. You have you, you scan your face, and you use your your face to unlock it. You know. So I don't think we're going to escape it. If we're willing to embrace it in the private um, sector, why are we opposed to it in the public sector? What's What's the difference? Because we don't really know what they're doing with our information. <laughs> he says he's liberated. We don't know what they're doing with our information anyway. Even when we go for a driver's license, we don't know what they're doing with information that they capture. And clearly our information is being sold. Anyway, we can't stop that because look at the junk mail that we get every day. Look at the junk mail. Hmm? We can't hide. Exactly, sure. We cannot. Every intersection has a camera. And if they want to zoom in on you and see if you're the one in the car, yes, they can. You can't escape. Our, our ring doorbells, they're watching us. Our TVs, they're watching. We cannot escape them. They know where we are anyway. Yeah, you know. 
Ah, so Crystal says, you know, there is a private citizen and a public citizen. We seem to be losing our private citizen status and walking right into the BS. Then question, why is it happening? But Crystal, let us ask the question, though. Were we really ever private? From the moment we popped out of our mother's wombs, were we private? What about us has really been private? Let's think about that for a second. And if you're not willing to go public, it's hard for you to navigate. And, and, and I don't know. We've been slowly walked out of it. We used to be private. We were private citizens. Every time you get something public, like driver's license, uh, registering your car, that, that makes you public. But you have you have rights, right? We have private rights that we are giving up. We're giving up everything to be in this society. And then we question it and we wondering why why this is happening because we walk in right into it. We're giving it up. When you get the birth certificate, let me not go on that. On <laughs> Don't the even start on that one. <laughs> but seriously, though, that is part of you giving up. You give up your child to the state when you do that. So we are walking into, we don't have to do any of these things. We don't have to, but we want to because we want to be included. So there you go. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can't stop it, folks. Can't stop it. If you have not logged into your Google account in over two years, it will be deleted, folks. You know, many of us have many Google accounts um, for different reasons. Well, NPR is reporting that Google will delete accounts older than two years to help avoid security risks. The company made the announcement on Tuesday. The tech giant said neglected accounts are more likely to use old or repeated passwords and less likely to have two-step authentication enabled and to do security checks on the account. Deleted accounts would wipe out data across Gmail, Google Drive, and Docs, Google Photos, Google Calendar, and YouTube. The policy applies to personal Google accounts, not business or school-associated ones. Google said it will send several notices to inactive accounts and to recovery emails associated with those accounts. The deletions will start in December at the earliest, and the accounts that were created and never used again will be removed first. To keep an account active, a user simply has to log in. This includes logins to third-party websites and apps. And your iPhone will soon be able to replicate your voice after 15 minutes of training. Uh, 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 okay let, let's see how this but you know what? let's see where this one is taking us uh, where are you clip i have the audio clip for this one yes i do after the okay why is it giving me this commercial for adobe i don't want a commercial i want a clip okay hold on folks bear with me here one second please okay all right doesn't want to play so i have to read all right so no worries apple announced a series of new accessibility tools for the iphone and ipad including a feature that promised to replicate a that promises to replicate a user's voice for phone calls after only 15 minutes of training 
With an upcoming tool called Personal Voice, users will be able to read text prompts to record audio and have the technology learn their voice. A related feature called Live Speech will then use the synthesized voice to read the user's text, typed text aloud during phone calls, FaceTime conversations, and in-person conversations. People will also be able to save commonly used phrases... Okay, thank you, Clubhouse. Uh, People will also be able to save commonly used phrases to use during live conversations. The feature is one of several aimed at making Apple's devices more inclusive for people with cognitive, vision, hearing, and mobility disabilities. Apple said people who may have conditions where they lose their voice over time, such as ALS, which is amyotrophic or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, could benefit from the tools. Accessibility is part of everything we do at Apple. That's according to Sarah Herlinger, Apple's Senior Director of Global Accessibility Policy and Initiatives. These groundbreaking features were designed with feedback from members of the disability community every step of the way to support a diverse set of users and help people connect in new ways. Yes. Definitely. I agree, Empress. It makes sense for those with disabilities because we need them to feel included as well. In health and science news, the WHO warns against the use of artificial sweeteners for weight loss. Yes, so stay away from it. Stay away from them as much as you can, folks. So according to um, Caribbean.loopnews.com, The World Health Organization, WHO, is advising against the use of non-sugar sweeteners to control weight loss or reduce the risk of non... Are you hearing me? Okay. Reduce the risk of non-communicable diseases. The recommendation is based on the findings of a systematic review of the available evidence. Thank you, Virginia. Which suggests that the use of these artificial sweeteners does not confer any long-term benefit in reducing body fat in adults or children. Results of the review also suggest that there may be potential undesirable effects from long-term use of NSS, such as increased risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, and mortality in adults. All right, so... We don't want that. Replacing free sugars with NSS does not help with weight control. So for you folks who like to have a diet Coke or diet whatever, it's not helping. It's not helping. As a matter of fact, I think it's doing more harm than anything else, right? So watch out for that. All right, some sports news. We haven't done sports in a while. So Memphis Grizzlies, well, we all know that Jay Morant has been suspended after a video in which he appears to flash a gun. So should we be compassionate or does he need to be reprimanded? Did he not learn? Is it that he doesn't care? What do we say now? We tried to defend him the first time around, but what do we do now? Right? The team suspended him. He's suspended from all team activities pending league review. And he was foolish to have someone record him knowing that people love to post things up. Or is it was it posted and he wasn't aware? Or was, was it posted with his permission? 
He just got suspended for eight games. 23, 23 years old. In trouble again. Inexcusable behavior. Go right ahead. Um, good morning. What time is it? Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Marlon. Um, Ro- happy birthday, Ro. Thank you, baby daddy. <laughs> He's an idiot. That's all I have to say. Young and dumb and... I don't know what's going on in his head or why he's doing all of this. So you can't, he, he's going to make the whole team suffer because the commission, the commission, the commissioner of the uh, NBA say it's the punishment's going to be harsh on sports center last night. So he's going to let him feel it. And I think it's going to be bad. Is he going to be suspended the whole season of next year, of this season, of the next season coming up? Or he's going to get kicked out of the NBA? He's going to lose a lot of money. And he's the he's one of the face of the NBA right now. Because LeBron, did, because it, uh, we, we spoke about this, and I, I don't think I need to go over it because a couple months ago, and then he come and do this again. Me personally, I think you need to get kicked out. He don't deserve it. There's other people out there deserve the, the light and, and deserve what he's getting. There's other players. Is it me or is it Marlon? I was wondering if it was me, but... Um, yeah, just went dead. I guess Marlon is done. Okay. Yeah. Javet, are you hearing us now? Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry for him. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. May I ask? Yeah, come on in, Drew. Come on in. Go right ahead. Good Drew, morning. then James. Yeah. Good morning. Um, I just want to give the brothers some grace. I know he, this isn't his first offense on the situation, but I've been 20 something before and scientifically, as I think I've said in this room before, um, you're, you're not fully developed till 25. I'm trying to give him some grace in the sense that I know what it's like to be a young person and do something stupid, to do something that you really regret and having to work your way back up, you know what I'm saying, after you've kind of sullied your reputation a little bit. So because of that, I look at it and I say, I wish he hadn't have been caught with it, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, this is, I don't know, I look at it and I say, well, what did he do? He had a pistol. They didn't say it was illegal or that it wasn't registered to him. He had his pistol and it was on his person. I get it that the league has standards, but it's like if there if there wasn't any law breaking going on, 
it's just a bad personal decision. It's something that he can grow out of if he chooses to. And I think one of those ways is to watch the people that he associates with. He might need to detach himself from his past a bit. And like I say, you know, it's a young black brother. I hope he figures it out um, before it's too late. And, you know, I'm just, I, I want to be more graceful towards him because it's the simple fact I've been 20 something before and I've made mistakes. So I wouldn't want him to lose out on everything because he's making silly young mistakes. Fair enough, Drew. Fair enough. We were, we, we were all young and dumb. And yes, some of us repeated the said things that we were reprimanded about. For some of us, it took us having grave um, repercussions for us to wake up. But when you are in certain positions, unfortunately, the scale is imbalanced, right? More is expected from you. Now, you had your first, I'm going to call it a blunder, a mess up. I gave him grace then. It hasn't even been a year, a few months. Late. What are we in May? Wasn't it? Was it? When was the incident? In March or February? Whenever. It hasn't even been a year. If he didn't recognize at that point that he needs to remove himself from whatever situation he's in, I don't know. What does he hold? Have more um what does he hold more value valuable right what what does he put more value on i can't even think now my words aren't coming out right what is priority for him in life we have to know how to disconnect cut off people cut off things you have to i don't know I am not, I'm sorry, I don't have time to waste tears on him and feel sorry for him. He's, he, he is young, I agree. Has a lot of money, I agree. And I have seen where people who even don't even have a fraction of what he has, the minute they have two shillings to rub together, they feel you can't talk to them. But, you know, my thing is though, he doesn't respect his team and his teammates. Exactly. As at the end of the day, this this is your job. These are your players. These are people you play with every day. You don't respect them. You screwed them over one time before and got suspended for eight games. And you're going to come back and do the same thing. I don't care if the NBA got policy. I, he has his gun. I, most of them probably have their guns. I understand. But you don't respect your team. You were suspended for eight games, and that's called, you know, and put you the team in jeopardy. And now you're gonna possibly suspend it for the whole whatever six permanently, possibly permanently. Obviously, and and the thing is, the guys who he's rolling around with, they cannot go to his games. They got kicked out after 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 um um they. They cannot go to his games in Memphis. They can't go because of what they did. You know, so obviously he's not learning. He is not learning. I understand he's young and we all been there. We all have done stupid stuff. But sometimes he has to man up and he has to realize 
these people around him don't mean him no good. He needs to be alone and change his friends or just be by himself because he's going to, he already, he already screwed the team over once and he's going to do it again. So I don't know what's going to happen to him, but let's see. Wait, wait and see. Wait and see indeed. I have to. At this point. Go okay. ahead. No, go ahead, Dre, because I was going to, I was actually going to read your comment and then call on you. Go ahead. At this point, I don't think it's his friends or who is around. I think it's just him. I've seen this happen in Jamaica a lot. And I know a lot of you guys see people that aren't privileged. Some of them just bad and just want to be bad. So they surround themselves with bad company, right? This kid never grew up in no ghetto. This kid come from a, 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 a decent home, right? He just see the badness, love the badness, and want it for himself. So at this point, it's not his friends. Right when he picked that, it's him personally. When he picked that gun up, when his friend was recording him, you saw could the friend put down the phone? Hmm. It's him. There's no excuse, and we just have to accept. Some people get opportunities, right, and they waste it because of just who they want to become, right? He's great basketball player. But him just love the badness, it's just him. So I don't think um, to blame the people them that he's around, he choose to be in those in, in that company, right? Um, I'm sure people come to him to mentor him and, uh, and all of that stuff, right? He didn't choose that. Him choose bad company. So at this point, it's just him. That's just how I see it. Yeah. And um, he's going to need a wake-up call. Um, I don't think it, 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 I don't think his parents really can help him just have to come within himself and um, just have to get a wake up call and, 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 and probably those 25 games will be the, the, the wake up call and if not well you know what move on to somebody else mm-hmm. NBA can, yeah just move on to somebody else uh, just wasted talent it happened all the time mm-hmm all right uh who was next who was next james james James. all right so james and david we have three minutes and then i gotta move on so one minute for you james one minute for david go ahead okay yes so so this is actually his seventh strike and and the thing is like the seventh seventh they sweep the other they sweep the other five under the carpet the other six no, they sweep the five under the carpet oh. and the, 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 the one with the gun in the club and then this one. Oh. Um, they couldn't sweep those on under. So, like, um, yeah, I don't think, I think minimum is going to be one year. And then their, their, um, their owners in the NBA, that's, that's talking to the, the, the commissioner to, to, to just put him out of, the, out of the league. And I feel like, I feel like Memphis could be involved in it too because... I don't think that, well, they don't think he's going to change because he lost, he lost over $30 million for the eight games that he, he didn't get to play because he didn't get to make um, first team or second team NBA, all, all NBA. So he lost $30 million. Wow. And then, and then if he gets suspended for this season, he's going to lose something like 40 to $50 million. $80 million, just imagine, he could lose just for these two incidents or he could or he could end up losing everything 
So I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, it's if he didn't learn from 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 the last one, he lost. Just imagine, you lose thirty million dollars in 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 the two months, and and you put your team in 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 shame, and you lost. You you, you didn't even get to 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 advance to to the finals or anything. And no, you 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 did you you go and you do this. So no, I think they're going to suspend him for the year. Minimum. Yeah, minimum. All right, go ahead, uh, David. Was it you? You have to yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and I knew that, and I think you know, for bringing that up, I'm like, this is this, this is beyond the, you know, a couple of times, maybe hoping that you get a fair. We're not hearing you clearly. You're breaking up, David. Where are you? Where are you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I was saying, I was saying that I knew that too, so I was thinking against the same thing. Uh, and I'm just saying, at this point, they just need to remove him completely from the NBA, right? Because, I mean, you can't. You know, mm-hmm. first, second time is one thing, but come on, you know, after, after this many times, you know, you know, we wish you the best on the outside, right? Like, you got to get yourself together on the outside and figure out what you want to do with your life. And maybe somewhere down the line, they may let you back in, or maybe, and you may not, you just might be, this is it for you, and you've destroyed your own career that you had successfully because you're not I'm not sure if we're I'm, we're not hearing you clearly we're losing I think some yeah. I know, I'm not sure if it's your if it's clubhouse but we've been having some audio issues you we you come up and then we're losing you I'm not sure if you're hearing me David Thank you. Yeah, sorry, 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 okay. sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes, go yeah, right yeah. ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have sorry, one, minute, one minute, <laughs> one minute. One minute, yeah. I was trying to get there better. Sorry. Uh, I was saying, uh, at first I said thanks, James, because I knew that too, right? The amount of times that he, he's had this issue. I'm saying at this point, he just needs to be fired from the entire team. He doesn't need to be picked up by a team. This is not one of those situations where where another suspension is going to actually turn turn him around, right? right? Because basically, you know, the NBA – I mean, it's his. He's the one that's doing it, but he's been enabled, right? Because he keeps getting, he keeps getting a chance to come back. It's like having a person in your family, and, and I've had this, you know, in my extended family, who's a drug addict, and everybody just keeps giving them another chance, and they don't take that chance to actually turn around and get things together. They just do worse things. So at this point, he needs to go, right? 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 right. I, I believe the three strikes are out, right? But this is more than three strikes. So and you know, I didn't know this, that this was number seven. And so I'm going to say this. Thank you, everyone, for your comments. And i got to keep it moving. Empress says in the chat, I hope I can get as much grace from my job. How many of us? Normally, you, you get a, a verbal, a written, a final, and then a term. Isn't that how it works in the job, in the workplace? So he got seven chances. Business is business. Business is business. And if he is bad for my business, he got to go. He is a liability. Go work on yourself. Go get the help that you need. Sit somewhere. Go to Bali. Go somewhere. And relax yourself. Get away from your environment for a minute. But right now, I can't have you in my business. Yes, I feel bad for you. Yes, I have compassion. But for business... I'm not in the business of losing money. I'm in the business of 
making money. You are not a good representation of the team right now. I don't stand for what you stand for. So I'm sorry. It's business. So sad. All right. Next up, a Missouri teacher. And this isn't believe it or not news. A Missouri teacher no longer employed by school district after using the N word in class. CNN is reporting that she was initially placed on um, administrative leave after a video circulating on social media showed her using the N-word at least twice in class. Well, she's no longer employed, and that's according to the Springfield Public Schools District. On May 9th, the principal of Glendale High School sent a letter to staff and families addressing the language used by the teacher, calling it inappropriate and inexcusable. We are aware of a Glendale teacher using offensive derogatory language during the class. Oh, Lord have mercy. You know what? They're everywhere. And I'm saying, yes, shame on them, but let them blunder so we can see who they really are. And in so seeing them, let them whoop, go. Simple as that. Um, whatever. All right. Next up in the brew entertainment news. Barack and Michelle Obama open up about early marital challenges. Yes, former President Barack Obama opened up about his marriage to Michelle after his wife made comments about some of their early struggles as a couple. Where is my soundbite? Okay, why you don't want to play? Here we go. Barack Obama is opening up about the marital challenges he and First Lady Michelle faced during his years in office. He responded to remarks that Michelle made about their marriage a few months ago. People think I'm being catty by saying this. It's like there were 10 years where I couldn't stand my husband. Yeah. You, you know? do say that. You <laughs> 10, 10 years. <laughs> and guess when it happened? When those kids were little. And for 10 years, while we're trying to build our careers and, you know, worrying about school and who's doing what and what, what you know, I was like, oh, this isn't even. No. And yeah. guess what? Marriage isn't 50-50 yeah. Yeah. ever. Okay, so then President Obama explained how his role as a father and husband has changed. Let me just say this. Uh, it sure helps to be out of the White House uh, uh, and uh, to, to have a little more time with her. Michelle, when, when our girls were growing up, that was priority number one, two, three, and four. Of course. And... So I, I, I did not fully appreciate, I think, hmm. as, as engaged of a father as I was. The degree of stress and tension for her. Hmm. Okay, well, my panel is back with me. Errol, you found this hard to watch. Yeah, you know, it's, you, you want to be encouraged by these people. You want to see, like, you know, leadership. <laughs> and not necessarily a fairy tale happy ending, but it's like, if you have, you know, you're the most powerful person in the world, you have the Secret Service. You have a White House staff. You have every need taken care of. You have a chef, right? You have people who chauffeur and protect yeah. your kids everywhere. And there's still a lot of tension. Mm -hmm. You still can't <laughs> figure it out to the point where the spouses are fighting. I'm thinking, wow, that's that's see, something. See, I actually think Obama kind of played a little game there, which is if you actually listen to what Michelle said. She was I talk, talking, I think, mainly about before they got to the White House, because mm -hmm. she was talking about when their kids were little. And when they got to the White House, Sasha was 10 and Malia was seven or was the other, mm. way, other way around. And 
I actually, as I have two little kids, and I felt kind of sympathetic to what Michelle was saying and sort of, I was like, oh, wow. So even Barack Obama has, his wife says she can't stand her, you know, she, she couldn't stand him. And I, I, cause I'm my wife, I think if you asked her oftentimes would say the same thing about so me. So I mean that really like, and I do think there is this way in which, uh, even in the most like progressive marriages where you know both partners want to be doing the same kind of thing that there's usually a default parent and that default parent is usually the mother and sure. that's really what i think michelle was talking about yep no lies told and i have to applaud them for being honest a lot of people think marriages are fairy tales they're not they're not folks it's not a walk in the park Marriage takes everything you got, especially when you have children. It's not always, oh my gosh, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Oh, I love you more. Oh, I love you more. Hell no, it's not always like that. It's rolling them sleeves up, putting on them water boots and getting down in the grime. But the beauty about it is that you're doing it together. You're growing and you're learning together. And we need, definitely need more couples to come forward. Couples who have survived, <laughs> survived to come forward and be open and honest about it. That's my best friend. Love him dearly. But there are times when I feel like I could strangle him. That's my best friend. Love her to the moon. She's my world. But there are times when I can't stand being around her. And talk about the things that get you to those emotions. I think we need more transparency. Yeah, definitely. So I appreciate that. Um, and yes, folks, it's never really 50-50. Not when children are involved at all. Somebody always bears the brunt of it more than the other. Um, and it's respecting each other's roles in the situation as well. Respecting each other's roles and supporting as best as you can, however you can. Go right ahead. And it shouldn't be 50-50. It should be 100-100. That part. That part. That part. All right, folks, it's time for a little music as we continue to celebrate Real Solo. It's her birthday. One more year, Pandy. <laughs> stop. This is not dance. Let me stop a bit, bus. <laughs> play Taliban. Play Taliban. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I can't play that. <laughs> One more year, Pandi here today. Yeah, right. So, oh, God bless. Hey. No man curse. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's time for a little soca music, folks. <laughs> Shibalo, 
Here is to you're having a wonderful year ahead of you. May everything that you have planned become reality. Baby, no. Call me back. Garbage bag. Put it on the ground by the roadside. You can get out your place to come inside. Baby, don't do me that. Break my heart. Can't believe you're ready to give up on me just so. Cause if you want me to go, you can't be looking the way you do. You can't be cooking the way you do. You can't be hooking me. If you want me to go, you can't be looking the way you do. You can't be walking the way you do. Because you're hooking me. No matter what I say, you. Thank you to everyone that logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Have an apple martini on me. Those of you who don't know, Rosolo is half Jamaican, half Trinidadian. So you already know. Gotta say thank you to everyone who logged on to johnnoradio.com the non-stop party vibe station download the John no radio app it is available in your apple and google play stores john no radio take us on the go thank you to my clubhouse family for joining me for the conversation i appreciate each and every one of you to my listeners on qmz radio and john no radio time for me to tell you goodbye and i'll catch you tomorrow morning 9 a.m eastern clubhouse we'll be right back with you we're gonna party a little more on clubhouse this is a moments with me media production moments with me signing out
Cause I can't be 